There's a storm coming. Kill the heroes! It's the hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill! George Clooney. Juliana, the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't... doesn't quite cover it. O'Donnell. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. Guess we'll just have to kill her. Yep. In Joel Schumacher film. Courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom, once again brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And we have another guest for you guys today. Yay! Yay! Hello, hello. I am Jason Carlisle. You may know me from such web series as Star Command and Suspension of Disbelief. He's also been one of our awesome sound guys who's been helping us record many of these episodes. Uh, <laughs> I bring the equipment. Yes, you have been kind and patient and listened to us ramble for so long. We figured, you know what? We need to have you on to share your two cents on <laughs> these movies for a change. Of course. Yeah. And uh, boy, oh boy, do we pick one for you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm <clears throat> looking forward to this one. Yes. The the, the crowning achievement of 1997 <laughs> cinema, folks. Indeed. Batman and Robin. Should we address the, the, the algorithm deal? Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about IMDb for a little bit. 
<laughs> so I don't know if y'all noticed, but um, last uh, episode we reviewed after last season, best movie ever. And, um, and, and according to the algorithm right now, after last season is listed as 5.6, which makes no sense. And if you look at the bottom 100 right now, it's a completely different list. And this one that we're about to review is listed as 3.7. So thoughts, gentlemen? Well, it, it's weird because now there's a lot more mainstream movies on the list now. A lot of the MSG3K entries are gone, which I'm, I'm honestly kind of sad to see them having yeah. left. Yeah. When we started this podcast, they were it was like the mid to high three point something for right. uh, Theodore Rex. And so now a lot more movies that are higher but more infamously bad are on the list even though their point value is higher. So that tells me perhaps there's just some – for some reason – a lot of people just decided to downvote a lot of popular bad movies. That's the only thing I can fat. I don't know how this happened, but IMDb, please, please fix it. Yeah, please fix yourself. Yeah, because it makes absolutely no sense now that only well-known movies are now on the bottom 100 list, whereas before it was movies that deserved to be on this list. Well, and didn't you say that only five of the movies that we yeah. reviewed are are on so the list still? Now that all the movies have been shuffled around, because we're we're up to almost fifty movies that we have since we started this podcast that we've that we've reviewed, and now that the list has been reshuffled, there are only five movies that we have previously discussed that are still on this list. So, and make any all sense. five of them are below 50 on the list, which means looking at the list now, we haven't even gotten to them yet. Gotcha. So right. we've decided to start over, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe. No. Uh, yeah. So we're hoping that IMD will fix it because we're all confused. Um but yeah, so just know that you know we're we're doing the best we can, and yeah. we did say so at the this, beginning that the the list might change, but we didn't expect it we to didn't change expect like this. it to, to be a complete overhaul. Yeah, um, if you want to help, and us I out. still don't think the that whatever algorithm they're using is is working correctly because what the score the the score of the movie appears as on the list. If you actually click on the movie and go to its full page, the score is completely different. Yeah, it's very strange. It's not the same score that it says it is on the list. So I don't know how this is supposed to be working, but it's not. So, yeah, Batman and Robin was never in it the bottom on 100 the when we started two years ago. Right. And now suddenly it is. So, so we're going to we fucking are. review it. Yeah. Hey, why not? <laughs> you know what? After the past couple of movies, I could use a big blockbuster once again. Sure. It, you know, if for nothing else, it's a, kind of a nice change of scene. It's definitely a different kind of bad movie. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a lot more bloated than a lot of recent entries. Yep. So, Zip, what do you got for the IMDb description for this movie? As if we needed one, but hey. Uh, there are six different entries Which on IMDb. Um, none of them by our friend Leo Schwab. Aww. I know. It makes me sad. So, I'm just going to go with this one because this one pretty much sums up the entire movie. Uh, Mr. Freeze plans on taking Gotham City hostage by freezing the town into a permanent winter. In the meantime, a seductive new villainess, Poison Ivy, has appeared to cause a rift in the partnership of Batman and Robin. While all of this is happening, faithful butler Alfred is dying. 
Mr. Freeze holds the key to save his life. Enter Batgirl to help save the day. Ta da! <laughs> that is. is a succinct is. summation yep. of this entire movie. It is. I'm pretty yeah. sure the trailer told us That's all that, too. Every beat. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See you later. We're so, done. Okay. Now, <laughs> the, for Thanks the first for coming, time in a long Jason. Time, What's your thing? <laughs> for the first time in a while, I can actually ask this question legitimately. Have any of you seen this movie? Yep. 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 I thought I had, but I don't think I did. Oh, shit. Did you see I Forever? Th- yes. Okay. So, right. I, and that's why I think maybe I thought I had seen this. And I think I'd seen the trailer enough because I knew Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy. Right. But I didn't remember a goddamn thing from this. So well, why didn't oh. you see this one? Batman Forever was so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, I will admit, I did not see this one in theaters. I saw Batman Forever in theaters. And then when I heard this was coming out and I watched the trailer, I'm like, eh, I'll wait till video. And that's what I did. Yeah. This came out. I was the target demographic for this movie. I came, right. This came out. I was a very young. I, I really, I really want. I remember the, the marketing was great. Because I remember seeing all the commercials, all the toys that they had out there. I really wanted to see this movie in theaters, but I wasn't allowed to see PG-13 movies at the time. I was that little. So, oh, really, that's so I, I even had like a little like like follow-it-along like kids' book version of this movie. Wow. It, it uh, is a very toyetic movie. Yeah, no, it, it's it's bright colors. Like, it's it's yep. throwing back to the, to the classic 60s show. Correct. There's a lot to appeal to a kid out there and again there's all i mean again it was i was a child of the 90s so when you see like extreme sports and shit like that thrown in there this was catering to my demographic right and so i was dying to see this it wasn't until a couple years after it came out on uh home release that i was able to finally give it a watch and i don't know i was young enough then i I didn't really notice i I wasn't really old enough to really be able to criticize a movie Mm -hmm. like we do now yeah I mean, there's a lot there to keep a kid's attention, too. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's... Sure. It's pretty fast-paced. It didn't drag, yeah. I didn't think. I mean, it, it was constantly bam, bam, bam. I can only see a kid getting kind of bored during the uh, the scenes where, with Clooney in his weird, and long black robe <laughs> in, <laughs> in Wayne Manor. <laughs> because who cares? His moo-moo. Yeah. <laughs> his bat moo-moo. And, we, and for, for, for a few of you out there who haven't seen this movie, yeah, we should... That's George Clooney we're referring to. He played Batman, yes. which, okay, so because I was as young as I was back, and let me ask some of you out there, was this a weird choice to you when this was announced? Yes. I, I thought it was an odd choice for Batman, but Michael Keaton was also kind of an odd choice for Batman yeah. for the Burton ones. So people were like, I don't know if this is the right thing, but eh, we'll give him a chance. I, I think I th- the only reason I would have thought it was an odd choice is just because I didn't see him in a big action film. He's more of a pretty right. boy. He's more of a pretty boy, yeah. Like so the, in that like case, Joker. I thought, well, for Bruce Wayne, he is ob- an obvious choice right. for Bruce Wayne. He fits that, you know, part to a T. Right. I just didn't know how he would be in the action the scenes, scenes as, like, in the suit fighting and all that stuff. Because he didn't, it just, he didn't seem like the obvious choice for that reason. But like you said, I, Michael, Michael Keaton was an odd air. choice, too, and he, and he was perfect in That's the role. So. To Clooney's credit, he did have the jaw. That's how I judge any sure. actor initially by their Batman casting. If they have a good jaw for it, then I'm at least okay in regards to the look. Yeah. Right. And he actually does look pretty good in the suit. He does. It's just yeah. he's he's still very Clooney. Like I I like George Clooney. I mean he he can be a really good serious actor. I mean he's great in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. That was the first movie I saw him in, in right. that I was really like he's he's good. He's not just the the, the hot doctor from ER. Right. Right. Um and, and I think 
that's all we had really seen of Clooney before this was yeah. ER. I don't think he'd done anything really big. Had he, he, he did no. a couple movies before this, but nothing huge. Right. Nothing. This was probably the big his his first major blockbuster that mm-hmm. I think he did. Yeah. Right. As far as bad acting goes in this movie, he's not it. No. 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 Yeah. No. 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 no, no, no. <laughs> so and honestly, yeah. he does kind of remind me of Adam West's. Yeah. Portrayal and, of the two characters. Yeah. With, with certain dialogue, I would I would agree with that. Yeah. I, I think some of the more the, some of the lines that are obviously written for camp value, he did a fine job at delivering. Some of the more grounded, more realistic stuff, like his conversations with Alfred later in the film. I'm like, yeah. well, we got a two hour movie to discuss. Yeah, so let's do we? it. Okay. So we open on, shocker, the Warner Brothers logo, and it's morphing into an iced-over bat symbol. And just in case you wanted more Batman uh, symbology than that, then we get another bat symbol. God bless you. We get another bat symbol for some reason, but this one is spliced with the, the Robin symbol as well. And then it tilts towards the camera, and the symbol literally flies towards you and then away off camera. Bizarre. <laughs> that, was, that was like really slick computer. I thought, the, I thought the opening titles were fun. <laughs> yeah. So you know they're, they're, they're flashy. I mean, it is yeah. Batman and, and Robin. Robin. Yep. So so we're yeah. including the Robin logo. But then just to throw it in there to hammer it further in, it then shows the text Batman and Robin, and then it yeah. says <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yep. So it, so if you look at this, if you read this out, it's Batman, Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin. <laughs> Open movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a tautology. Exactly. Yeah. The, the interesting thing, too, is I want to say that, that that Robin symbol was made up for the the movie. Because, I like the Robin symbol. Yeah, the Robin yeah. symbol looks it, – it, it puts kind of – it puts him on par with Batman because usually his symbol is the little – I think it's a little R. The right. R, right. A little crest. Well, on his yeah. chest, yeah. So I, I think that is actually – a nice little subtle kind of way of saying, no, Robin's not just the sidekick in this one, or at least he thinks he's not. And he's got his own batarang. Yeah. Then we had the suiting up montage. So, bat butt. Yeah. Bat, bat asses everywhere. Yep. <laughs> because you see, like, them, like, in these, like, leather suits, you know, pulling on boots, you know, throwing on their capes, their masks, et cetera, the, these really close shots, their groins, and their butts. Yep. There's this really weird shot of like when like when it shows their chest and it, like if you look look really closely you can see like again you have to look really close but you can see the seams of the leather <laughs> actually not connecting to the other pieces <laughs> you only see that in the chest piece though it's weird yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. look closely at that scene but it was <laughs> this weird little uh, dr- gearing up for battle montage that we yes. have with this and can we talk for a minute about the armor okay this is the weirdest thing I noticed it and I cannot let it go. They went hard on the anatomically, on the anatomical details for this one. Yeah, the shoulder pieces have yes. this weird muscle striation. Yeah, and it's just it's so distracting. I can't even. That's like every time I was watching, every time Robin is on screen, I'm like, yeah. oh look, I, I can see every fiber of his deltoids. Yeah, in that yeah. It's very armor. Weird. It's just it's such a weird choice. Well, and let's not also forget that in this montage. Um, <laughs> I have to do it every time. Um, I got your back, buddy. It, you know, because it's all these tight close-up shots. Uh, and speaking of anatomy, uh, the specific shot where it shows, I, th- I think it's Robin putting on his pants, and and it's a close-up of his ass, and he actually like tugs the pants up so that it firms the buttocks. Yeah. And there's an actual cartoon noise of like, bark, bark. 
Yeah. You when get, he does it. You get, get the greases out. And it's like... <laughs> it's what? like it's like um, a dad doing so, up his pants. Okay. That, that's right. Because it was at that exact moment that I went, oh, that's right. Joel Schumacher directed this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Who I blame for the downfall of Western civilization. But that's another story. Moving on. <laughs> also, the first close-up you get of Clooney in... Like his face, he looks surprised. Oh yeah, it's like he's surprised to be bad. Like he, he's like, I'm as surprised as you are. I'm bad. No, this is his first shot in the costume, and he's like, <laughs> Oh my god, I can't move my neck. <laughs> Kilmer and Keaton send their regards, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we see Robin. And okay, look, I know what I'm asking when I say this, but I got to ask, why does Robin even wear a mask? I mean, he, all because all he has in this movie I, is like, yeah. Not even the band. It's just it just fits over his eyes. This guy's. I mean, again, it's the Clark Kent dynamic too. But right, yeah. How can you not tell right. who he is yeah. just by looking at him in I costume? Yeah, I I just it's I can't just suspend the little, my, divi- my the little there. I can't eye mask right. that covers his eyes and the immediate vicinity around them. I don't know, but nothing else. Yeah. Same hair, same. Right. I mean, you you can tell it's him. I'm trying to totally think. It's, it's obvious. The, it's him. It's the, totally the dude from NCIS. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you, Where's LL Cool J when you need him? I know, right? Oh, wait. We get Coolio instead, y'all. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That was Coolio. Yeah. But, yeah, with, that was Coolio. With Chris O'Donnell, who plays Robin, does, does he does he actually appear in any crowd shot, like, in public, in the street clothes in this movie? Or is it just at the Batcave when he's out of his costume? It's only uh, in the Batcave. It's cave. just at the, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess he's just... implied we can, he's probably there at the, the motorcycle race, but we never see him. No, until... you never actually see him. Because so... the only, yeah, the only other times we see them out, out in public is only Bruce Wayne at is one he... of his functions. That's yeah. the only time. We never see Dick. Yeah. In public, outside of the mansion. <laughs> That's his name. Yep. I know. I just want that soundbite. We never see Dick in public. No. I just want that soundbite. Only, <laughs> only in weird text messages. That's the funny thing. It's. But does that's the not, only time we see it. Does he not like have a life outside of his time with Bruce? Apparently not. No. Does Bruce just like keep him there? I mean, that's it's the that's the part of the argument that he tries to make later on when they have their little tiff. When they have their little yeah. lovers tift is <laughs> which one? <laughs> They're like fifteen. That, no, that's what I'm saying. Right. There is only one. It just lasts for an hour and a half. Yes, that is true. <laughs> because it's the same argument. Over and over and yeah, over like again. Anakin it is Obi-Wan. almost the same dialogue, word for word, word, for word, every time they get into it. It's Anakin and Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. It really is, yes. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's spot on. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess you know George Lucas is a good screenwriter, by the way, when he rips off Batman and Robin for his character dynamics. <laughs> Seriously taking notes. So we have the suit up montage. They grab their toys. They're about to jump in their cars and <laughs> drive away. You could say. Yeah, where are they going? Yeah, where like, are they why, going? Why do they, and they go like, separately. They, I, I, they go separately. I guess they saw the bat symbol and then they had to depart. That's what I kind of inferred from this. Right. But Batman hops in the car and then he drives off. And then Robin hops on the motorcycle behind him and rides bitch and like and follows behind. But it's then while Batman's already left that he gets a call from Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. uh, who tells him that uh, everything about this new villain that we have called Freeze, who's at the Gotham Museum where apparently every 
every apparently every fucking Batman villain up till now is like wet over this place. Because we have yeah. the Joker. There's the scene from Batman Returns. I right. can't remember if there's anything from Batman Forever. And then this. It's like, is that just the go-to scene for any uh, any villain in Gotham trying to make an entrance? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's cultural. Let's talk about the design of these cars, by the way. It's like they're radioactive. Like It's like it's like the Batmobile has a flux capacitor built in. Kind of looked like a firefly's ass. It did. Which uh, I liked. You know, like all these like, <laughs> neon tubes and lights. It's, just, it's all glowing neon, yeah. 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 Which, is, which is basically... The base production element of this entire film. Yes. Yeah. Everything has to glow in neon colors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and the little screen on the the steering wheel is is very like it, when it popped up, I was like, that's very sixties. Sixties. Yeah. yeah. And, no, and, that was definitely harkening back to the sixties. Yeah. And, and and Gordon's opening monologue where he's like, "Yeah, there's a new villain in town." It's like, <laughs> thanks for. I guess he's a villain now. Like, Thank you for telling us. We know we're in a what, comic book movie. What is Gordon wearing? <laughs> when it first popped up, I didn't. I, all I saw was the uniform and not Pat Hingle's face. Right. So it didn't immediately register that it was Gordon because I'm like, is that like a Soviet commandant? Right. What is he doing? He he's wearing like some military like a, commander yes. outfit with. Yeah. All these big buttons on his shoulders and a big, like, lieutenant's cap from the Marines or something. I don't know. It was just weird. Which is also strange. weird for Gordon. Cause Gordon Which is usually, very weird for Gordon. Yeah, exactly. He's usually, like, in khakis and a dress shirt. Yeah. Right. And, like, maybe... He ha- is, it, it's, it's, well, the trench coat. The time. Gordon yeah. has his, his trench coat that he wears. That's yeah. his thing. And maybe a fedora. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's he's why would he be in these full dress in this full dress uniform well, he was just to contact suit. Batman? Was he in police uniform in the original Batman 89? No. I don't think he I think this is the only Unless time and and well, I do want to point that out is that Pat Hingle who he's plays in. Gordon Yeah. Played him in all four of these movies, starting with the original Tim Burton. Yeah. So he played Gordon in all four of these movies and the same actor played Alfred in all four yes, of these yes. movies. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Those are the only two actors who are in all four of yes. these movies. And Alfred is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alfred's all. I've always loved Michael Goh. Michael Goh. Yeah. 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 I'm. Yeah. I'm not quite sure exactly how to say his last name. It might be Goff because I know somebody G-O-U-G-H. with that same last name, Goff. and he pronounced it Goff. Know. And he sees them off as they depart the Batcave, uh, hinting, foreshadowing a little bit that something might be up with him. Right. We'll we'll get back to that as as things progress. He's my hobo, by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and I and and I'm this sorry. is yeah. yeah. He's my hobo, and I'll tell you why. And and we'll get this out of the way early. But um, as I said in the last episode, my true the the thing about my hobo is he speaks the truth. And here's the thing: uh, this movie is about Alfred, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. His relationship with everybody in the movie, he was so genuine, and warm, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's a huge part of this movie, but he is totally my hobo. And as far as I'm concerned, they should just do a whole movie about Alfred. Period. So yeah, he's they my hobo. Gotham. I mean, so they kind of give. Yeah, it Alfred's story is a huge part of Gotham, the mm-hmm. TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. So, but yeah, so um, Alfred in this is the touchstone for me for this whole film. And every time he was in a scene, I'm like, can we just go back to Alfred? Excellent. <laughs> you know, let's just go back to Alfred. Fuck everybody yeah. else. Let's just go back to Alfred. Yeah. I think I actually like this Alfred. Better than uh, Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. He's warmer than Michael Caine is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah. love Michael Caine yeah. as Alfred. Great, I but do, like, but he's just so much warmer. 
Well, but yeah. I mean, Michael Caine played the Alfred that we deserved in those movies. Yeah, right. I agree. I mean, yeah. that, for what Nolan was going for in his trilogy, it works, yes. Yes. It he, works he a lot better for perfect. that. But in yeah. this, this is the Alfred that I like but, is home for me. Yes. He's like a childhood Alfred. grandfather. Exactly. Or like that. Yeah. yeah. I remember actually, this is just a side story. Batman 89 was the first VHS tape I ever owned growing up. Right on. And and I remember there was a commercial. Like, I used to watch it all the time. There was a commercial that opened up before the movie started. It was a Pepsi commercial. Oh, that's and right, yeah. It was, yeah, it was him in it. And, like, yep. Batman's on his way back to get his Pepsi, but Alfred drinks it first. Alfred drinks it, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, so, to, to his to this actor's credit, he's the only actor who's ever made me want to drink a Pepsi. Oh. I'll give you that. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I've still got my VHS somewhere. Yes, yeah, same here. The original. Yeah. yeah. That and the Star Wars movies are the only ones I've still kept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, enter our... Main antagonist, oh Mr. Freeze, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So many yeah. puns. So many cold puns. Jack, how did you survive watching you know, this? It's <laughs> basically from this moment through the end of the movie that every line of dialogue is a pun in one shape or yeah, form. Really? And eventually it's all of the characters, not just him. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we will eventually meet Poison Ivy. Yep. All of her lines are. And then eventually Batman start, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, starts doing it. And yeah. it drove me fucking nuts. Oh, it's my God. Disease. It's terrible. It's it is. Disease. It needs to be terrible. stopped. That's the disease. That's what Poison Ivy is spreading is bad puns. But at <laughs> yeah. the same time, all of Mr. Freeze's lines are like great villain lines. They're like, mm-hmm. it's like he, all of them are these like snappy villain one-liners. It's, but, it's, right. it's the 60s thing. They're yeah. doing good. And Arnold as Mr. Freeze is... I, I think Arnold is having a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. Arnold is... That's why I forgive the puns in a lot of ways. Yeah. And Ar- Arnold is... I mean, he's Arnold. Like, right. He's an icon. He's not going to win any Oscars, but at the same time, he's not... They a, paid for Arnold. They got they Arnold. Got Arnold. And I, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I, w- I, will, I, will, I will say that I feel like this might be the most committed to a character I've ever seen him. Yes. Because even in the moments where he's talking about his wife and all this, like I felt genuine sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Maggie? Which you need to for this character. Yeah, that's that's a thing. pivotal thing about Mr. Freeze yeah, is that you have to feel bad for him to understand why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And right. if you want a really good Mr. Freeze story, everybody listening to this when you're done Go to I think I think it's on Netflix. Batman the Animated Series, Heart of Ice. Um, Mr. Freeze is amazing in that. That voice it, actor is incredible. Michael Ansara. He played yeah. uh, Kang, one of the Klingons. I think it's Kang. And mm-hmm. uh, played one of the three original Klingon captains in the original series. Yeah. He was the Technomancer in Babylon Five. He's done a lot of voice work. He's amazing. It's like Hamlet esque. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's really it Mr. Is. Freeze is. is the main character of that story. Batman's only in it for a little bit, but. That is an amazing exploration of Mr. Freeze's origin, his motivations, mm-hmm. which they get into in this movie, but it's it's a lot. There's more... so much packed into it that it's kind of just at the surface level. They can't yes. make it too prominent because of what they have him written to do. Because right. most of his stuff is just being big and grandiose and yelling all of his eyes, like, What kid the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, No, Arnold, it was a meteor. <laughs> and you can't right. just suddenly like, have him shift, like, Oh, my dead wife. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, actually, I will say, Arnold has done some really good performances lately. There's yeah, two Maggie. movies in the, like, the past ten years. One where he played the DEA agent that I can't remember the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the, the other zombie movie. Maggie. 
Yeah, Maggie. Yeah. He's amazing in those movies. Yes. I'm like, I didn't know he had those performances in him. Mm-hmm. But but you guys are right. They paid for Arnold. Yep. And they got Arnold in this one. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> it was a giant meteor, but for the sake of the pun, the Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, he's he's all about the puns. He he freezes the guards in this museum. With his freeze ray, he will stop the world, and he will also freeze these guards in place. And and then Batman and Robin enter in, and and I laugh at this because Batman does this Tarzan shit where he <laughs> skis down, like he like slides down this dinosaur. No, it's Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He Fred Flintstones it. He he jumps on the back of the dinosaur and basically skis down the entire back and it's of after, the dinosaur. And it's after he d- gives, like, the worst Batman introduction line ever, which is just, hi, Freeze, I'm Batman. And it's yeah. it's quiet. Like, and he's, you know, he's all the way across the other side of the museum. It's like, Freeze just be like, what? I'm sorry, I have a helmet over my head to catch you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, let's look at some of the other other, like, Michael Keaton's, I'm Batman. Or That's the kind of his uh, delivery of that is the kind where it's quiet, but you bet your ass someone across the room's oh, gonna yeah. fucking pick it up. And oh yeah, Christian Bale has the "Do I look like a cop?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So, we, but but no, it's just hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and so then then Freeze sends out his his goons, these hockey players. Dressed with in like Halloween costumes to to go attack Batman and Robin, and they're all on ice skates and they have hockey hockey sticks on them. Th- this boggled nice. my fucking mind. So were these guys just like waiting behind the scenes for Freeze, just like to 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 freeze the uh, to to put ice over the floor of the yeah. museum before I, before I they could come in? Yeah. So, I think they're on rollerblades. Yeah, well, no, no, they're on. No, they're, they're on, on ice skates. skates. Oh, they're on the skates? ice is fr- the, the the floor is frozen over with ice. Okay. So, what would have happened if Batman and Robin got there earlier? What was Freeze's contingency plan? Right. Yeah, I don't know. But it's okay because Batman and Robin have skates too. Of course they do. Even though they okay. left the Bat Cave after being briefed on what they were going up against, of they course had they ice have ice skates in their shoes. Their... Of course they do. Yeah. He has gadgets for everything. everything. Well, especially he's sharks. always he's always prepared. Yeah, like a boy for scout. anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, they take out the guards and then they're going out to freeze again. And he does that dinosaur pun line, and he uses his freeze gun on the dinosaur nearby. And as it starts collapsing from its own. You know, weight now from the ice frozen. making it so heavy, it breaks apart. Yep, he, it, it roars. It roars. Yeah, you yep. hear the dinosaur it like roars. as its neck is breaking off. You hear it go. Yeah. So Gotham, was, what was the dinosaur alive? I thought that was just Arnold. Nope. <laughs> no, that was that was the dinosaur roaring as they, it fell apart. They bought it from the same place they got the crocodile from Hook. <laughs> And 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 we find out that Freeze is in this museum mm-hmm. to get this diamond. Correct. Right? Yeah. Which looks super cheap, by the way. Like, didn't look like a real diamond. No, no. No. But John happened to be watching right at this moment because it was on our TV instead of my computer. And he says to me, why are there dinosaurs in the same museum as Jules? Right? It's a like, natural history museum. Yeah, but... In the same room, don't they have different rooms? And wouldn't Jules be in a different place? And the dinosaur well, would be in a different place? A and whatever. You don't, <laughs> you don't know Gotham City's <laughs> life. The dinosaurs <laughs> ate a lot of plants and they shot out that? some rocks. And those rocks turned into diamonds. 
that's maybe. that's how that's the folks the that run Gotham City Natural History Museum roll, baby. Maybe that diamond was the dinosaur's ring that he had for his girlfriend uh-huh. when the meteor yeah. hit. Nice. Or the Ice Age, I'm sorry. Sure. The Ice Age. because okay. of The Ice Age. The Ice Age. <laughs> because clearly Mr. Freeze would know. Yeah. I just, right. You know, look. All right. Clearly not a fair point. So, <laughs> <laughs> Freeze takes off in a rocket, and uh, Batman and Robin are able to latch on with it. And, and as it enters the stratosphere, <laughs> Freeze. So Freeze starts fighting with Batman because Batman is able to breach the hole, and he starts fighting with Freeze. And then Freeze takes his gun out, and he and he binds Batman's wrist to the wall. But they look so easy to get out of. It's not a very thick right. layer of ice. It's, it's, it's like he's holding so which onto begs the-, the question: Is like <laughs> he's been. Freezing everyone else like full body block of ice. Right. Why would he only shoot Batman's wrists? He ran out of puns. Well, and here's the thing. This whole rocket, he has the rocket propel Batman into space and then have the rocket come down. But the rocket's going to come back and, down. And explode. And explode in Gotham, yeah. Okay. So my question was, was that always his plan? To have the rocket go up and then come back down. Because he wasn't planning on having Batman there. Right. So what was the rocket? Was the rocket just... Did he know Batman and Robin were coming and he was going to put Batman in the rocket? And then... Why does he have a fucking rocket? I I don't know. I I never understood the rocket. Yeah, why? I think it just came with the truck. Like it's yeah. Like, I just he bought he bought the truck from the army surplus store. They threw in the rocket. <laughs> Where's the deleted scene of him like haggling with bonus. like the, the the truck salesman? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you're saying this comes? Okay, it's a pretty high price tag. I don't know if I could. What? But it <laughs> comes with the, the rocket. rocket. Yeah, come on, not the spaceman, I'm a freeze man. <laughs> Why do I need a rocket on the back of the truck? It's like, what am I going to do with the rocket? We just need to freeze, not Mr. Rocket Man. We, we need that, that meme of the car salesman like slapping the slaps car, <laughs> shows rocket, reveals rocket. <laughs> this baby can shoot Batman up oh to 30,000 feet. Oh my god. This is the backstory movie we need. Because it looked like that's what happened. Like, he's yeah. got his Mr. Freeze mobile that's got, like, the, the spikes, and, like, it looks like that thing rose up out of the back of it. Yeah. And yeah. then he took it off. And then I love how he, he, like you said, he freezes Batman's wrist to the wall. And then he's like, at 30,000 feet, you will freeze to death. I'm like, at 30,000 feet, freezing is going to be the least, least of, of your his worries. <laughs> yeah. If that thing isn't pressurized, he's probably already he's lost consciousness. And, and Robin's Which we already know. No, it isn't because no, he broke it. in. Yeah, exactly. So there's already a hole in the there's rocket. Hole, yeah, so, I mean, uh, they should both be passed out at this yes. point from lack right. of oxygen. <laughs> but it's uh. a Silver Age comic story. No, I, I don't, I, I'm convinced that Arnold's character has no problem breathing whatsoever in this movie, as we'll get to later. <laughs> so, so, he, so Freeze takes off. He has this like weird butterfly-looking hang glider thing that he takes. <laughs> He's like the monarch all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I put that down. Yes, yeah, so did I. I'm like... <laughs> the mighty monarch. See <laughs> the fury of the monarch. <laughs> but they're metal. How is that going to help anything? <laughs> so, so, uh, so, yeah, Freeze breaks out. Robin breaks in, and he, he uses, like, a little heat laser to thaw Batman's wrists out. They, one side. He thaws one side out, and it apparently breaks both of them. I noticed that. Yeah, because Batman just realized, hey, this is actually easily escapable. Yeah. I could just let go yeah. and, like, slip my hands out. 
It's like Homer Simpson trying to get a Coke out of a vending machine. <laughs> yep. So Batman and Robin, they, they set the rocket to explode up high before it lands. And then they escape. And, and luckily, remember that this is 1997, so they get to surf to the ground. It's the second extreme sport we've seen in like 10 minutes. The first yes. being the hockey fight. Right. Which was fun in a dumb way. And somehow all three of them are able to land at like terminal velocity unscathed. Right. Because mm-hmm. Freeze has like that, sh- he, he's still falling, you can tell, fast enough to where, you know, mm-hmm. in a giant metal suit, I don't care how much armor he has, he'd be snapping every bone in his fucking cold ass body. And, and then Batman and Robin, how they land, I have no fucking clue. Robin rides. Oh, they, they, they both use down. their batarang things to latch oh, onto right. the side of the, right. yes, of the tower. Yeah, and then Robin hits the side of a building and kind of that sort of yeah. redirects his momentum, yeah. I guess. And so they, they give chase, you know, Freeze goes back in the museum. Robin tries to jump after him, but Freeze then freezes him in place. And we get this shot. So so Freeze is like, oh, Batman, I'm going to stop doing the voice because it's starting to hurt. Yeah. Batman, you can either save your friend or get me. The choice is yours. Your emotions are your weakness, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he exits through a hole in the wall, then freezes it up. Wipes away part of the fogged up glass, then waves. Yeah. Was anybody else kind of hoping he'd just like flip off Batman? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Because it's like this wonderful close up would have been perfect for that opportunity. Uh, yeah, I wanted him to like tap, 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 flip off. <laughs> and, and he also just says right out save the boy or catch the villain. Right. So like he knows he's a villain, like yes. he knows he's the bad guy. Which kind of sets up, the, sets the tone. Say goodnight to the right. bad guy. Yeah, like it sets the tone for the mo- whole movie. Because at this point, I'm like, okay, we're in a Silver Age comic story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's that's what this is. Because yeah. it's just it's just goofy. It's over the top. It's everybody is just ha- like hamming it up. And it, reality just, does not function in this. It does not belong no, in this film. It no. does not. And, and speaking of. Uh, we we then cut to the jungles of Gotham City. Apparently, no, we're in South America. Is it South America? Yeah, that's where the, the installation was. There, I was looking yeah. for like a title at the bottom. I didn't see anything. They, no, they, they never cho- they, they they never, never give you a title card to show you where you are. You just ha- gain or later on when she brings up the whole thing about you have you funded this installation in South America. Yeah, that's where she was. So why does she? Well, I was gonna say why does she pick Gotham to attack then, but. We'll get to because we'll that's, that's where Wayne Enterprises is. Wayne Enterprises, they were the ones funding the research, and then they cut the funding because he didn't agree with the other doctors what he was planning to do, right. which was weaponize these chemicals. The she in this case, by the way, and is so the he tried to sell it on the black market. Right. Uma Thurman. Uh, no. So, uh, enter Pamela Isley, yes, played by Uma Thurman, playing a social justice warrior. Excuse me, an environmentalist. Seeking to weaponize plants for their own self-defense. Animal plant hybrids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, then we also meet Dr. Woodrow. Played by John Glover. Yeah. Yes. So she's working Mm -hmm. for this guy. He's apparently been stealing venom samples from her research and her experiments for his own. Mm -hmm. And so she takes this opportunity now to spy on him because she's, she's talking to a recorder. She's monologuing to herself to exposit. And she happens to walk in at the perfect time because he's just started a presentation to the Ununited Nations of e- what? What is it called? He, he calls them the Ununited Nations. It's just like this. It's like six or seven just 
Random. Random stereotypes. Middle Eastern, yeah. North like Korea. Yeah. There's a, like a North Korean looking dude, a Russian looking dude. Like, yeah. Like it's clearly like, I actually have my note is like, the fuck kind of Hank Scorpio bullshit is this? <laughs> Scorpio! <laughs> but but you know, Hank Scorpio is actually a competent <laughs> evil villain. Correct. But this guy is actually a DC character. He's not just random mad Would scientist. You? He's the Floronic Man. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know it until I saw I looked at the cast list and saw him credited as the Floronic Man. Oh shit. Yeah. So okay. he's and he's a, he's a, he's like Poison Ivy. He's a plant based villain. Not for long. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's why I'm surprised they even had it had him be him because he's right right because only he... in the movie for like five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. No, he's he's here to introduce our other villain. <laughs> well, he's, he creates two, I guess, because he brings in a a, a, a a Latino man who has been convicted of several murders he's a, he's basically a psychotic man that they brought in he's very skinny and he's got like holes drilled in the back of his head sounds really fucked up but he's doing this as a test subject for his experiment so he straps him to this table and then he pumps him full of venom that they've weaponized to create super soldiers as a display to these uh to these people watching on and it makes the guy super huge and buff like dave batista sized and yeah. and he calls him bane bane and Man, I, I look. I wasn't a familiar. I was not familiar with this character going into this movie. I can imagine so many comic book fans being livid with this. Well, because Bane is I mean, supposed to be. They got the costume right. Right, they got but the, isn't the Bane supposed is to be supposed to? But the character, they completely fucked. Isn't over. he supposed to be super intelligent? Yes. 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 He is the rival of Batman. He's yeah. not a henchman, which is weird no. because right. we have two movies with Bane, and neither of them have figured that out. And so this guy, all he does is repeat like the whole. Words. He's a mindless drone. That's he all he is. And, and they tell him what to do, and he does it. And I, somebody who doesn't even know the comics very well, but knowing what Bane is supposed to be, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" Which begs the question: Do you think the writer of this did anything more than, as far as research for this character went, than, than just looking at a picture of him and oh, saying no. he's strong and big? No. You know, nope. I, yeah, I, 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 I totally get that. That he's just like, oh, he's strong and big, so clearly he's going to be dumb. But I actually think that. Bane in this movie mm-hmm. is actually closer to Solomon Grundy. I was going to say, they could they yes. should have gone with Solomon Grundy. Well, then Grundy. why didn't they yes. just call him Solomon Grundy go, and not Bane? Because Bane was the new hotness. And Venom, <laughs> because it connected to Poison Ivy. But hell, go, yeah. with, go with Man Bat if you're going to go the, the angle of you know some kind of toxin infecting somebody to mutate right. them, because yeah. that would have worked. Man Bat might have been a little hard to do in 97 to make it look good. But, True. Well. But yeah, Bane, the reason why they went with Bane is because Bane was still relatively new, and they had just had the Nightfall event where... Bane broke Batman's back, and oh, that was wow. still yes. fairly recent. Oh, yeah, yeah that was the follow-up to their man. death of Superman, which was the big event in the early '90s. So then, like, oh, oh, you thought that was bad? What do you see? What we do to Batman? Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. So well. that's why they went with Bane. Although I really do think if they had gone with Solomon Grundy, it would have been. Oh, it would have made way more sense. Yeah, but Bane is still fun in this movie. He just isn't. Bane. It's not Bane. Bane. Yeah. Because yeah. there are some really funny moments with Bane. There are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the, yes. the, where the, the scene where he's driving the car wearing a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's walking. His incognito is yeah. amazing. Yeah. It reminds, me, it reminds me very much of two other comic moments, which is the thing, his classic costume was a trench coat. A trench coat and, and a fedora. fedora, yeah. And then Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Te- Turtle yeah. movie, who does the same thing as an homage to the thing. Right. 
and yeah. that. Okay, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and when I saw him in the trench coat, I was like, "Looks like a giant luchador wearing, <laughs> wearing a trench coat." So you going to LaGuardia? It's <laughs> 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 that kind of moment. But yes, yep. Bane. Like this is completely a departure from the comic book yeah. Bane. And it really wouldn't be until Tom Hardy that we'd get one that was actually faithful to Bane. Right. Right. Yeah. In the comics. So Woodrow then catches Pam looking on and he says, join me and we can make the world our own, blah, 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 that whole bullshit. And she says, no, no, um, plants are more important than people, blah, blah, blah. And so he pushes things on her and then assumes her dead. And she sinks into the ground for some reason. Yeah, because well, I guess he's poured like acid and yeah. poison on her. So well, it's, a, it's a combination of the chemicals and the venom okay. and her snakes from which she is extracting the right. poison. Okay. All They all get mixed together and sink into the okay. ground. All right. that that just, and that's what creates poison creates ivy. Poison so we're just to assume yeah. that all the snakes just started biting her immediately? Like this, this still No, I don't think the course. snakes are biting her. Because um, they're just sort of laying on top of her. Yeah, I think yeah. the idea is that the the venom it has poured onto her as well. Yeah. So it all just sort of mixes together. So we, we cut away from that, assuming her dead. We cut back to the Batcave where Robin is now thawed and you know warming himself up. And they're reviewing this Freeze origin story that they're introducing, which they all have completely and conveniently documented on, on video of Arnold's character before he became mutated trying to research McGregor syndrome, which his wife has a stage three of, I believe it was. Yeah. And while researching it to save her, he falls into like a vat of a coolant. Like it's like negative 50 degrees and it makes him dependent upon the suit to keep him alive. But he's also trying to destroy uh, to what's his motivation in this movie for turning to crime. He needs to diamonds. get the material because after the accident, uh, he lost his job and yeah. therefore lost right. his fun. Anytime a scientist is involved in the Batman universe, they become a villain because they've lost their funding. Or any universe. And now they right. turn to a life of crime in order to get the things they need to continue their research. Yeah. Right. That's, and, that's exactly what happens yeah. here. And I, I don't want to drive this point into the ground too much, but if you go back to Heart of Ice... It's a similar origin, but they add an extra layer into it where he didn't just lose his funding. He got – basically, he got downsized. He got fired. I think the, he was doing his research yeah. sort of off the books and, and kind of shuffling money around. So he was kind of being shady about it, but he was trying to save his wife right. from dying. One of the C-levels found out – I think it might have even been the CEO found out and was like, I don't care if you're doing this to save your wife. You're misappropriating company funds. This is my money you're screwing with, so I'm pulling the plug. Literally, he, like, destroys – he pulls the plug. He turns off everything and ends up trying to kill Freeze by throwing him into the table with all his chemicals on it. Gotcha. And yeah. So his motivations are similar, but now he's got the added layer of, I'm also going after this guy. Right. Because he tried to kill my wife. I think he's able to save him or save her, but – so yeah. this one kind of reduces Mr. Freeze to just sort of a bumbling, oh, no, I tripped and fell. And, and, and let out a funny Arnold scream. Yeah. Because you see him in the video footage, he's like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, and the thing is, I think Heart of Ice had been, they could have just grabbed, because it's, it's Warner Brothers, they could have just grabbed right. that whole, you know, whole cloth origin and just dropped it right into That would have been too one. easy. 
and it would have been right. fine. It would have worked perfect. Death does not belong in this movie. Um, did did McGregor's syndrome ever get explained? No. Okay. So I thought I, that I had missed something, but all they they just say the, it. They might as well call it MacGuffin syndrome. Right. Yeah. See, so they say it. They say it's really bad, but they never say what it is. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Uh, and, and then Robin, during all this, he's complaining that Batman doesn't trust him enough. Get used to this, folks, because as Zip alluded to earlier, this comes up a lot in this movie. We have this brief moment with Bruce and Alfred in the hallway talking, and you know, Alfred alluding that he's not going to be around forever, and Bruce, you know, looking past him and having this flashback moment where he sees him as a child being helped up by Alfred in the hallway or something along those lines. We then cut back to the lab, where. Uh, we enter our secondary villain now, Poison Ivy. So Pamela is revived. She confronts uh, Dr. Woodrow. She ri- like literally rises with a light. She's all sexy now. She's got a saxophone accompanying her at all times. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, so this is weird. So she's just awoken, and she's, like, you know, caressing herself, trying to be all sexy and shit. But she starts listing off all of her abilities as if she's, like, had – a lifetime to study them. Right. Because she's like, yeah. I yes. have, uh, my skin is chlorophyll, my blood is aloe, and my lips kill people. Oh, yeah, she, my venom. lips are venom. Yeah. And so she kisses the guy and it kills him, but how does she know all this? Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, I don't, how, yeah. do you, how do you know? It's, I, it was so it, strange. Is she? Yeah, uh, it, it happens often throughout this movie. They're like, as soon as something happens... They immediately explain it as exposition so that the audience understands what's happening, even though there's no possible way the person would have known themselves. Exactly. And what's more yeah. frustrating is that both those two first features, they don't come up in the movie. There's nothing that, like the whole aloes, aloe blood. Right. And the and that has chlorophyll. nothing to do with. It just right. was to say, like, hey, my lips are venom. But wouldn't it have been more interesting in that regard for her to discover that on her own without having to, right. to explain it? Which yes. is exactly how it should have happened. Yeah. Exactly. She should have just kissed the guy, and then he dies, yeah. and then she's like, oh. 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 Oh, Look that's what a thing I can that do. happens. Yeah. Also, if her skin was chlorophyll, she should be green. green. Yeah. Yes, exactly. She should be green. But we've yeah. already got two other characters in, right. in in body paint, so they can't do that. Yeah, and yeah. I f- want to say that most of the portrayals of Poison Ivy, she's at least tinted green. Yeah, like some places, like I think in the Arkham, in the Arkham games, she's the very Arkham games, she's very she green. is green. Yeah. yeah, and then in this one, she turns orange. Is it fall? Like, I don't understand why she changes color. Does, yeah. does she? Yeah. At the end. She goes from green to orange. I thought that was just the lighting. Nope. She orange. Well, yeah. there's a lot of different makeup they're doing, yeah. like face makeup they but do as well. Because like, every time she yeah. appears, she's in a completely different yeah. and outfit. She, it's yeah. just the weirdest thing. And she gets vampier and vampier the right. more the movie goes on until, yeah. like, by the, the her last appearance. You might as well call the movie... Dear Batman, thanks for everything, Poison Ivy. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Because she's, she's, like, so dragged up. Yeah. She's, yeah. Like, she's right. like, drag that queen. That hair kinda... t- would have taken hours to put yeah. up. Yeah, the hair By someone is... else, not her. Yeah. 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 The hair so, is, yeah. I mean... And, 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 and the eye makeup, like, there's a level of, there's, like, a layer of yellow, and then there's orange on top of that, and then her fucking eyebrow is, right. is up here at her hairline. It's the girl's so got it's time. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. and it yeah. looks great. I mean, she, she really does pull it off. I mean, props to Uma for... Just going, going with it. But like I, performance I, wise though. I feel like Schumacher just really wanted to make an episode of Batman sixty six, but all of the good villains that he really wanted to use had, had been already taken been used, yeah. Already. But that's kind of what happened with Batman Forever, because the Riddler was the Joker. Ivy honestly, Ivy and Mr. Freeze are my two favorite Batman villains. 
Ivy's usually portrayed as having trauma in her past that's not just being pushed into pushed a into crazy point lady. Venom. Right. Yeah. right. And she has very good reasons for doing what she does and believing the way she believes. Yep. And she's very, very dangerous. She's probably one of the most dangerous of, of all of his rogues gallery. But this one, she just kind of, she felt a little, her potential I don't think was quite there. Like they didn't quite get to it. Yeah. No. So she recruits Bane in the exit. And then we get the scene where we, we, we find Freeze's hideout, which is a, a frozen foods factory. <laughs> where he's Snowy cones. Yeah. Well, it's a, yeah, ice cream. It's an ice cream factory, yeah. yeah. He has frozen foods in there. But uh, he's, like, wearing, like, little little bedroom slippers while singing the Snow Miser <laughs> song. Snow Miser song. <laughs> so does, does, does he stop them? Like, how far does he go into the song? Because the Heat Miser song eventually comes in. So does he just stop there? Does it just – is this just all he does at this loop. time? It looks like he's like trying to like start a, a, a choir, yeah. Like a, Making a all his chorus. minions all the sing. Have to sing. Yeah. And then we and they've meet, got frozen TV dinners. Then we meet briefly Vivica A. Fox. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. like two seconds, Vivica A. Fox in, is in. She's trying to get with Mister Freeze. He's like, I only got one love, bitch. And she's like, Okay, that's it. And that's How it. Was she in the movie? I don't know. That's the entirety of. I her. don't know. Poison Ivy necessitates movie. the fact that he's a one-woman man. Here's yeah. the thing, and this is when we start to see, I mean, we see it a little bit with Poison Ivy, but we really see it, starting with Vivica A. Fox, how women are treated in this movie until we get to Batgirl. Uh-huh. Every woman in this movie, as you'll see as we go on, is treated as a sex object or something to be possessed or owned. Or thrown away in one woman's case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just and so this is I didn't get offended by after last season. This movie offended me. Yeah. This movie was offensive. Well, but yeah. I mean that yes, but at the same time that is Ivy's right. ruse, but, isn't it? Yes, but then when we get to the auction, uh-huh. That's when I was like Fuck you. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I understand that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, so, but every woman, yes, Poison Ivy does use her feminine wiles and whatever, okay, and she, but once once we get past Vivica Fox, mm-hmm. once we start with that, then we see a pattern that doesn't get broken mm-hmm. until we see Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, you know what, you can fuck yourself, Joel Schumacher and Akiva. I'm going to blame him too, the screenwriter. So oh, blame him for everything. I'm blame him. While we're in this factory, we also meet, see that we learn here that Freeze's wife Nora is still alive. Just she is being kept alive in this. Um, uh, it's the same tube that Luke Skywalker's revived in an Empire. She's just floating there, and she has this like little necklace on that comes up later. It's a snowflake. Yes, a little snowflake necklace, and then we cut back to the to the Wayne Manor where. Uh, enter Barbara Gordon, who is definitely not going to become Batgirl later. Uh, played, <laughs> excuse me, not Barbara Gordon. Barbara, Barbara Wilson. Gordon. Yeah. Just Barbara. That's the Barbara. correct Barbara. Yes. We assume yeah. it's Barbara Pennyworth. Yes. But it's not. It's not because it's nope. Alfred's sister is yeah. her mother. It's Alfred's niece. So um, she is there because she just wants to visit her uncle. She's away from college or something. She's yeah, she gets, break. She explains it later. She gets kicked out. She gets out. kicked out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's she tells right. Robin. But, yeah, that's the excuse she gives right now is but she's on she... break from school and just wanted to visit her uncle. And, yeah. and Robin greets her by checking her out and realizing, I guess, that he didn't have a chance because he's wearing, like, a T-shirt with a black vest over it, a sleeveless yeah. Yeah. vest. 
And, and played by Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Yes. Not the vest. Uh, the, yeah. Barbara. And, and this is... Looking this super is, cute, I thought, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually have that That'll come up later. Again, she was uh, another reason why cute. I was the demographic for this movie when I was... Super cute. Kid. That's the only thing you have to say about her, Adina? That's sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. And it will come up later why I say that. Because there's some bullshit around her and this character in this movie. So she shows this a is, mild interest... Oh, okay. oh, sorry. I was just going to say, this is Alicia Silverstone at, like, the height of her 90s yeah. power. Yeah. clueless, yeah. 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 So, I hate her. And I, oh. <laughs> cool. As far as I'm concerned, she slept walked through this role. So, anyway. I mean, I would agree. Yeah. So did everybody else I don't in the think, cast. Yeah. She was definitely not the strongest performance in this movie. No. 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 She, she reveals she a, a mild interest in the motorcycle they have. This comes up later. There's this awkward ending to the scene, though, because they kind of all gather around the motorcycle, and it just has two shots, one of Bruce and Robin, one of Alfred and... Barbara, and they just kind of stare at each other in silence, just looking on and smiling, and then it cuts away. It's the kind of thing yeah. you can see from after last season, honestly. <laughs> and so we have this brief dialogue between Alfred and Barbara. Uh, you know, him trying to find his brother is apparently something that he's working on right now, and this comes up later. But not really. It does. I mean, it sets up her her her, her motivations later on. Absolutely. It's a, it's a checkoff misfire. It's yes. just so dumb. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It made me mad. I mean, no, it, no, I agree with you. It gives, it gives, it makes way for her to find out what she finds out. Well, understood. Yeah. I got but, you. Yeah. Uh, so she sneaks out at, at that night, and uh, oh my god, I, I love this part because this is—I had to write down. Finally, a live-action movie in which someone actually escapes through a window with sheets tied together. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You never mm-hmm. actually see that legitimately done in a movie, but this one did. Yeah. So we cut to the Gotham Observatory where Bruce is presenting this special new telescope to view the entire planet. Leave your comments about privacy where you'd like. The the Then Pamela shows Bane up. in a fedora. Huh? That was Bane in a fedora. That's when yeah. he shows up? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Ju- that's when she finds see, out about it. Yeah. We get introduced to Julie Madison. Played by Elle McPherson. Yes. Yes. She, she's, uh, she's dating Bruce at this time, and she's there to play Bruce's girlfriend, and that's about it. Yep. yep. But, that's boy, does she, does she throw herself into playing Bruce's girlfriend? Oh, <laughs> the, the, the widely coveted role of Bruce's girlfriend. Oh, yep. my God. I, I totally believe they've been dating for a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Pamela shows up here. Why is she wearing a wig? Is red because hair. who's going to recognize her anyway? Right. I don't. I, I don't, don't understand. I but she, understand she's playing the, the herd that we meet before she becomes Poison Ivy, the the mousy, like jittery, yeah, type that she's doing. And nerdy, nerdy Uma is nerdy. But but she she basically somehow gets past security and then throws this proposal towards Bruce Wayne, saying like, "Hey, approve this. This will basically bring back plants all over the world." And Bruce, just at a brief glance, is able to extrapolate from this that it would also be killing a lot of people right and and he just kind of shrugs this off and <laughs> and like this woman who's proposed mass genocide to him and he's just like nah i don't think we could do this but hey we're having an event coming up in a couple of days it's uh, gonna be a special diamond presentation my buddies batman and robin are gonna be there you should come oh yeah like at one point she talks about protecting things and like the gossip column is like Oh, honey, in this city, Batman and Robin protect us. That's right. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, that's she was his, oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a total Batman 66 kind of attitude. It's very much a, yep, he's the protector of Gotham. But yep. just shrugging off 
proposal for mass genocide, <laughs> yes. though. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, this Adolf friend of ours turned down his <laughs> invitation, so we had an extra spot open up if you're interested. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and she's very, very casual about, like, oh, hey, Bruce, want to kill all humans? And also, sure. Batman and Robin are slated as special guests. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, just... Right, it's their PR that, appearances. That's a thing. Yeah, because this is a Silver Age comic story. And well, and then right after this, there's he's like, "Thanks everybody for coming," and everybody applauds, but nobody's clapping. It's hilarious. <laughs> yep. it, I was like, oh, "Really? This went through? This got through editing?" Yeah. And, and then we cut to the party, which oh my god, uh, um, this whole African theme is it? Is this okay? Is this? Is this? Is this okay? I don't think this is okay. I am what not sure it? if it's racist because I'm not sure if it's actually any kind of specific. It's like, like it's, I don't. It's like people. It's like the the kids from Santa's workshop. The African children grew up. And, yeah, and oh joined God. up with people. But I guess yeah. if I yeah. have to ask, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Um, like I'm, I'm going to. I'm just going to go ahead and err on the side of caution and say this was racist AF. It was no good. And they're presenting this diamond there, and Batman and Robin are already on stage. And it, it's is it, like, does anybody else find it? Well, for one, the diamond's called Isis. Make your jokes there. Uh, secondly, does anyone find it odd that Batman is here, but not the guy who paid for the event? Right. Is anyone right. not connecting those dots? Yeah. <laughs> no one's put it together yet. No. no. But this is the moment that Adina, you were referring to earlier, where they're auctioning off these women wearing diamonds. It's it's weird because like you just I mean again this whole scene is just a bunch of old white men in the crowd yeah. bidding for these women wearing diamonds bidding ridiculously low numbers yeah. too like you assume these are like the the industrial barons of Gotham right. yeah. and they and like, start out I'm at like ten thousand dollars for the diamond as big as my wife's implants like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah well, they started bidding at what like five thousand dollars yeah yeah. Like yeah. These guys are worth millions. Like, but they're auctioning there's, off there's women. No Let's be bid, clear. Apparently. Yes. Let's be clear. We are auctioning off women. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And this is a moment where the entire crowd apparently read the script because they suddenly divert their attention <laughs> away to the background, where you see this gorilla moving sexily, but you don't actually see them. You actually don't see the gorilla start, you know, sexy dancing until the crowd looks over at it like it's gotten their attention. Right. And then it starts stripping. So, like, was the gorilla just, like, you know, just, like, left sharking in the background somewhere? And someone's like, hey, guys, look over there. Like, what <laughs> what, what, what cue did this to start happening? The theme to Poison Ivy. Basically. <laughs> yeah, they heard the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it starts stripping and then reveal the Poison Ivy costume. Yeah, she yes. looks good. I'll give her that. Yeah. Um, this, is where, this is where I mark that she made the transition <clears throat> from Earthquake. To Julie. Yes. This yes. Is very yeah. Julie Newmar. And, and, and it's she, such a weird entrance, though. It is. A gorilla. A sexy gorilla. Yeah, a sexy gorilla suit. Like, what? Eh. Not a she, thing. Then she blows her Cosby dust, and it goes over the <laughs> crowd. <laughs> includes wow. ba- uh, includes Batman and Robin. Wow. <laughs> and, and then she goes up to them, and she blows more of it in their faces. And, and like, it's like, she has this elaborate choreography number, by the way, with the, uh, with the dancers from the show. So are they her goons? Or... Like, I think they're just entranced they're, by her because of her Cosby but dust. They so they know the choreography. They know the choreography. Yes, they, they, yeah. They're choreographed. Yes, yes. It, it's very confusing. I don't think she. Yeah. Has, I think is, her goon yeah. is Bane. Like I think no. that's, that's the only goon she has. Bane. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say for that's sure. What, but no, no Bane is her goon. Thing, but these are the dancers who have yeah. been involved in the ceremony, so and now suddenly sudden, they're like doing somersaults and tumbling and laying down for her to walk across. Yeah, it's very strange. because of course just out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So, so she gets up to the stand, and she blows more of the dust in, the, in Batman and Robin's faces, and then she takes the diamond, puts it on her, and everyone starts having, like, a bidding war on her. 
including our fucking two main characters. What the fuck? Like this was this was awful. The bat credit card. Yeah. That that's forever. Oh wow. I want to talk about this, but I don't want to be the nostalgia critic about it. So I just yeah, Batman ends the the bidding war by pulling out a Batman credit card that says "Good through forever." Forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's just. This whole thing, this whole through line of Batman and Robin being antagonistic and not trusting Robin and Robin being a dick. I just, you know, it got super old super fast for me. Plus, I've never really liked Chris O'Donnell as an actor, except for NCIS, really. And You didn't like him in Fried Green Tomatoes? No. No, I don't like him. You didn't like him in The Scent of a Woman? No. I didn't. I might be the only person on the planet who didn't particularly care for that movie, actually. I thought it was fine, but I didn't... You didn't like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. So, yeah, I just... I don't believe him ever when he says anything in this at all. I don't believe no. him. He's and I just wanted confused. him to go away. What do you mean, Adina? <laughs> you don't trust him? You never trust him. You just Isn't that what <laughs> partnership is all about? You just want it for yourself. You just want it for yourself. You're mad because he picked me. I will be the most powerful Robin ever. (laughs) Whatever. I'm going on my own. (laughs) Which he doesn't do. (laughs) Which he he doesn't do. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. We don't get the Nightwing arc. No, but he. So anyway, sorry. He does really play Nightwing more in this than he does Robin. Yeah, he's very Nightwing. Edge of Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. Free shows up. I have never ever been so happy in my life to see a punny character enter a scene to change what's going on. <laughs> yes. Because I was yeah. so ready for this yes. dialogue to end. This is the second time in this movie that Freeze gets his gun knocked away and he's like, get the gun now! <laughs> let, let me ask. D- can he not just weld the gun to his armor? Well, or something. I don't know. Yeah, why is, does it... Yeah. If this is his only offensive weapon, just attach it to your suit, man. <laughs> Or just carry it yourself. Well, he is carrying it. That's the problem. He just keeps getting he keeps knocked getting out of his arm. Knocked out of his hand, like on like some tall ledge where he has to like wait for something convenient to knock it down. <laughs> or it, throw a henchman at it. Yeah. Or I a mean, security guard. That's what he does, it, not it? I mean. Yeah, I think I can't remember if it's this one or the first fight, but yeah, it gets. And, yeah. and and then so Freeze lifts the diamond from Ivy because she tries blowing the date rape dust in his face and it doesn't work because he's like, you need to be one blooded for this to work on me. <laughs> and then so it doesn't work on him so, again another thing that doesn't like apparently you know as far as breathing in the atmosphere and this this pheromone of hers it doesn't make sense like why he's immune to pretty much everything that involves breathing i mean it kind of makes sense for you know because if, if you know his heart is a frozen block of ice yeah then yeah there's nothing there to really yeah, you know. I just, I was disappointed by this part because it would have been a really cool moment for Bane to fight Freeze. Like you could have seen that for a brief moment to kind of see the the full extent of their abilities in hand to hand combat. I mean, obviously right. they, they work it out later on, but like Bane fighting Freeze just before they escape would have actually been pretty cool. Right, it yeah. would have been. Yeah, but then Freeze uh, exits. Bat- Batman and Robin get in their vehicles and they chase after him, and they're. Riding along this like Statue of Liberty esque thing, and Robin's like, "I can make the jump," and Batman's like, "You, you can't make the jump," and ba- Robin's like, "I can make the jump," and then Batman kills his motorcycle engine and almost most- kills Robin. Exactly, it's yeah. the worst time. And, and then why are they driving all over the sculpture anyway? Because they're following Freeze. I guess they didn't think of taking a shortcut. Dude. It's like a Hot Wheels playset. It really is. Yeah, Freeze is apprehended. 
because uh, he he doesn't expect Batman to catch him. He, he says, uh-oh, before he does, which made me laugh. And then we have this moment where Robin and Batman, they have a fight back in the Batcave after Freeze has been you know taken in. And it's just another bullshit tiff, like you said, Zip. Yeah, it is. And, and it's almost exactly the same, same dialogue. Words. Yep. It's the whole, yep. you don't, why, why don't you trust me? Isn't that what a partnership is all about? Yeah. Back when I was with the the Flying Graysons or whoever, they were like, we all trusted each other and blah, 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 blah. It's yep. like, you've already said this. Yeah. Get over it. We have another brief scene where Bruce is with Alfred, and they're talking, and then Bruce looks out the window, and without having to sing to it, it shows him a flashback of the uh, of him as a child with uh, with Alfred, you know, by the graveside of his parents. And then we get this scene where Barbara is returning home with her bike, and she's busted by Robin in the, in the garage, and he sneaks up on her, and she flips him over, and is nice enough to add a yeah in there too. Yeah. I noticed that. It was very much a hi-ya. It was so stupid. And this is like 90s. The first we see her since she took it out. Right. Took the bike out like 20 minutes (laughs) ago, which is like three or four days. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I I feel like days have passed since she first snuck out of the mansion. And no one noticed she was gone. She's like five o'clock shadow. It's like she's she's, she's been through it. It's true. She Mm -hmm. like woke up in a dumpster in Tijuana. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that, that, that's like, a huge. I had a great. I was just going out to test drive it. Also, do you have an extra kidney by chance? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I, I assume oh, she's I been doing this nightly. Yes, right. but it, the way they edited it, it just it makes it, it look makes like it it's... seem like she's been gone for days. Yeah, yeah. but she's still maintaining the and good old persona. We get to Arkham Asylum where Freeze is now being put in. So I want to talk about the blocking of this scene really quickly because they wheel him in in his. Cryo chamber thing, yeah, his little refrigerator. His refrigerator, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How great would it have been if they actually did that? An actual and fridge. see, and that's why I tried to stop it and see, <laughs> and see what, what the name the name on yeah. the front door underneath the I window because I thought it was going to be like Frigidaire or something right. like that, but I couldn't tell that, what that it was. Would be amazing, yeah. Uh, and they 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 move him towards this beam of light in the center of the room, this blue light, and they open the door just a few feet short of it, and they push him into it. And then he, you know, Freeze regains himself, gets all cocky, and then he smashes the guards' heads in together and tries to escape. But as soon as he steps out of that beam of light, he suddenly starts choking up because that, that beam of light is the only safety zone. But mm-hmm. he already crossed that threshold in order to get in the beam of light, so he should know this by now. I just yeah. want to make sure I'm, I mean, maybe I'm overthinking it. No, it didn't make any sense. Plus, I don't think the beam of light was clear enough. The it whole it did the whole thing didn't make sense. I don't know how yeah. a beam of light causes the temperature to be fifty below. No, yeah. right. no, like yeah. that doesn't make any, make any sense at all. Especially when you can just set up a walk-in freezer. Right, and why didn't they just keep him in the refrigerator? Yeah, yeah. like right. Yeah, why didn't just yeah? It makes but yeah. Just, did just, did y'all notice who one of those guards was? Jesse Ventura. Yeah, <laughs> Paul yeah. Heben Bain. I thought he might have been no. a hobo in a barn. I, for just, just a second, I considered it, but he wasn't any good. So, no. yeah. Yeah. so we <laughs> cut back to Ivy, who decides to set up shop in an abandoned Turkish bathhouse. Yeah. What city yep. is this again? Gotham, Gotham Tur- City. Yeah. 
And we have this neon gang who I actually like the design of, despite oh, yeah. how elaborate they were. This seemed like a m- complete and utter missed opportunity. Like, they were clearly decked out in black light paint, okay? They looked badass. Oh, my God. They looked amazing. And they looked and like I was they ready. with Ivy. I was ready. I was ready for a fight or something really amazing. And either they cut it. Or I don't know what the fuck, but all of a sudden Bane just throws out a bunch of chains and throws them out the door and they run. And they're gone. Yeah. Complete with cartoon sound effects. Oh my god. But so she- Yes, the cartoon yeah. sound effects. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? These guys look total badass. This was exciting. The way, again, the It was so colorful. And, yeah. That's and how she colorful. sets it back up. Yeah. She just starts smashing the walls and the pipes to get water in there. And then she plants her seeds that Jumanji, like, level speeds of growth <laughs> just, like, yep. you know, take over the room. Yeah. And then we have this scene, this quiet scene, where Bruce is on a date at his home with his girlfriend. And, and this whole scene showcases Bruce being an asshole and her being unimportant. Because she's like, Julie? yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's like, I, I know that I'm not very important to you, but just in case you change your mind and think that I am important to you, and she kisses him, and then he calls her by a different name. He calls her Ivy because he's imagining Ivy. Yeah, and then we never see her again. That's it. She go. This she's this gone. whole character relegated to a footnote. Why even have her in the movie to begin with? Just to show that Bruce is thinking about another woman. That's there's other ways to do that. Well, and apparently there were other scenes of her shot. Oh, really? And they were cut. Mm. Well, Robin is busy in the meantime because you know while Bruce is thinking about Ivy, Robin is busy Facebook stalking her because he's like pulling up like you know close up images of her he finds on the internet and newspaper clippings <laughs> that are already quickly printed and distributed. When he catches Barbara escaping again to apparently the set of Akira. See, I thought. I was thinking the Warriors. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you get um, Clockwork Orange. You get... The troops are there, yeah. You get all sorts of... Yeah, that's what yeah. I went to. I went to the Warriors. And did you yeah. love how... It's like a motorcycle gang. like It's like a street race thing. Oh, like Fast and the Furious style thing, only steps. a little bit more dangerous. And then Coolio. Yeah, yeah Coolio's Coolio. there. And did you notice, too, that Robin... Apparently the guy who's trying to be appear incognito wears a Robin on his helmet. I didn't actually notice yeah. that. I noticed but, it because uh, when he put the mask down, I was like, "What is that red thing?" And then I realized it was the Robin logo. Dumbass! Yeah, I was just more distracted. I mean, I mean, just by like, like, why would Robin do that? Yeah, I was just distracted by the whole setting of oh, sure. the race, like because yeah. clearly we were in a different movie. Once the race starts, it's like it feels it's like the Running Man. It's like yes. and then of, yeah, it's like they they mashed up like three or four different kinds of eighties post apoc movies for this yes. one little sequence. Did you also notice that there's an angel on Barbara's helmet? Yes. Symbolism? I don't Maybe. know if I'd go that far. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'd give that movie this much credit. So you, you can you can tell this entire sequence, by the way, only exists because the uh, studio wanted extreme sports in the movie. Because this whole scene was – there's no purpose to it. It's, an, it's, a, it's a cheap action set piece that has no progression of the story whatsoever other than mm-hmm. Robin realizing that she's going out and she's into action sports. Right. And, yeah. and he saves her because she, she's a little bit she, – she's, she's, um, she skids her bike and she ends up, it ends up going over a, a cliff or a bridge or some shit. And he grabs her with the strongest fucking leg muscles ever. Yeah. Because yes. he like holds on to her with his acrobatic skills, I guess. But she's like falling, and he's holding onto her with one of his hands. His feet are the only things hooked around the the, the extensions from the from the broken off bridge, 
And she's like, that was close or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But how did they get back up? Uh, they didn't show it. How did and, they get out of that? Yeah, uh, where was the race going? Like, this is clearly part of the race yeah, course. Yeah, like, they were still on track. So yeah. where the fuck does so wh- the wh- course go after the broken bridge? Yeah. yeah. And, and not to mention the fact that they clearly shot part of this in the L.A. River. Yeah. It cuts back to the Wayne Mansion where he's confronting her about her nighttime habits. And she tells Robin that Alfred's sick. And then Bruce comes in and confirms that Alfred is now dying of McGregor syndrome. And, you know, Robin is uh, is surprised by this, even though we've seen several shots of Michael go as Alfred, you know, wincing and acting ill and frail throughout the film. Cut back to Arkham where Ivy enters in and breaks Freeze from captivity. They, they decide to team up and... and you know, Bane brings his suit in via cart, and they they can't bust up the wall. And Freeze has too—he's too low on diamond juice, I guess, to actually you know melt the wall or whatever the fuck he does with his ice gun to break out. And so he actually has this really clever idea. I thought, even though it doesn't really hold when you apply science, but he breaks open a pipe and then uses his like one of his like little vents from his suit to freeze all the pipes over and then bust out through that. Yeah. So they jump out the window and into the sea that's, you know, way too far for them to survive a fall, but whatever. But I got to ask, in that heavy-ass suit, how does Freeze not drown? Right. That's what I meant earlier. Like, he has no problem breathing in any circumstance because, you know, his mask, his helmet isn't completely sealed. How does he not freeze in the water and get stuck? Exactly. Again, he's, he's basically wearing a suit that probably weighs a ton. Yeah. yeah. In the meantime, Batman and Robin are now investigating uh, Freeze's hideout. They find Nora Freeze tucked behind the freezer. When we see that shot of the police cars and the Batmobile in front of it, were those toy cars? If for a second, I Maybe. thought they didn't look like real cars. I thought they were toy cars. They so <laughs> I hope, I want to say that I want them to be toy cars. I hope, that'd be, I mean... <laughs> It's only a model. I mean, yeah, yeah possibly. Right. So they find Nora Freeze there, and while they're checking it out, apparently Freeze has already gotten back to, with uh, with Ivy to the place. She's found out that he has a wife, and uh, while Batman and Robin are in the chamber with Nora, Freeze enters the the main area of his hideout and then turns on apparently the greatest AC system in the universe. Because it just starts blowing out fumes, and he has like a hot to cold lever on the wall. It starts choking off all the security people. I was expecting them to freeze, but it didn't. In the meantime, Ivy shows up, and then she, you know, again, mystifies Batman and Robin. Commissioner Gordon and then somehow disables the AC, which, you know, look at that. He was actually useful in this movie. (laughs) All I had to do was flip a switch. No. (laughs) <laughs> and then all the while, you know, while Batman's, like, trying to fight off Bane, Ivy keeps approaching one of them, respectively, trying to kiss them to poison them. And then I, it's finally the, the wheel starts spinning with Batman, and he puts together that, hey, maybe, maybe there's something up with this whole kiss mm-hmm. thing she's got going on. So just as she's about to kiss Robin, he calls it off. He, he cock blocks him, and then he warns him. But, you know, he's being a – Robin's being a – Dunkle taunt and just you know not <laughs> what you trying to interrupt our love stupid you don't understand his dad they, they yeah. start actually fighting and and batman knocks him into like what i thought was the the same stuff he dropped the joker yes. into yes yeah yeah and there are no consequences for him falling into this vat of goo no he just gets dirty and it could have been yeah. a great opportunity to have the red hood arc well not in this story Fuck well it's, it's just it's a vat of ice cream that's all it is i know but it just it looks like it looks the, like it should be something dangerous yeah and while this is happening ivy unplugs nora 
kicking the, the plug, the, the one plug. plug that she has to this entire life support yes. system. Yeah, do you notice how she was walking? She was, like, crossing the... Yeah, cable. she was yeah. doing the opposite foot on the opposite side the of the cable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that, like, with the... Clo- I think I almost feel like that shot was kind of wasted on just the shot of her feet. Like, they should have had at least a shot of her... Tarantino guest directed. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. it looked I like... I almost missed it. I thought it was an accident. Because yeah. it looks like it would be just visually interesting to watch her walk like that because, I'm like, she's, like, crossing her... Right. Her feet so yeah. much. Yeah. All we see are the feet doing it, and it just seemed like a, a bad... Uh, it feels choice. more like a Catwoman move anyway. I agree. Right. It is. Yeah. It's very much a Catwoman move. So after unplugging well, her... She's wearing the Catwoman suit at this point. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> After unplugging her, we, we cut to uh, Ivy's lair where, you know, Freeze is hanging out, and she tells him that Batman and Robin killed Nora. He doesn't believe it at first, but she insists, and she shows him the necklace that she was wearing, that Nora was wearing. The snowflake. In, in his anger, she proposes that he freeze the Earth over, and then she unleash her Audrey Two plants out to take <laughs> over in their wake. <laughs> yep. That's what they look like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because she has, like, one, like, in a little glass jar. And can we talk about how dapper a little glass bottle? Freeze is a in this scene? <laughs> He's wearing a cravat. He is wearing a cravat. He is. It's a very stylish cravat. It's a cravat. Really good. I did like it. I like I like the costume. I did like, too. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that, but Arnold actually looks really good. He in does. Makeup. Like yeah. the makeup. I think I, they did a really nice job with his makeup. Yeah, I really great. thought they did especially a good job. Especially with the, how the light hit him. Like, mm-hmm. like he's great when he's out of the light, especially in the Arkham scene from earlier. And then when he's in that light, it's the same shot, but the blue. The blue, really, right? Yeah, it, it looks good. Although, actually, I just realized we don't actually get to see our Arnold like. We don't get to see his like the the, the bodybuilder physique. No, like no. a lot of movies, he's no. in, he'll do. Like, he's always covered. Yeah, he's always covered. Yep. It's revealed here that Alfred has McGregor syndrome stage one, and that's you know why you know Robin and Batman have been talking about Nora of late because again she had the same sickness only more you know at a, at a higher stage. We have another scene, God, of Robin and Bruce fighting again. Ugh, <laughs> and. You don't understand our love, Dad. <laughs> While this is happening, yeah. Alfred, on his deathbed now, is tasking Barbara. He tells her to find his brother and give him the CD that he passes along to her. Cut back to Pamela, and uh, where she learns that uh, from Gordon at a, at a bar at a party, where the bat signal is, and she takes it upon herself then to trash the bat signal. She has Bane lifted over, and then I guess she just reconstructs it into a Robin signal. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, which again, woman's got a lot of talents. She's able to do this pretty quickly, and it looks—it's oh, yeah. seamless. But this will come up later. We have another Bruce and Alfred scene. In my opinion, the best scene in the film. Yep, I agree. Ding, my yeah. favorite line is here. It's funny to me because you know, this is the kind of thing where I would have been bored to tears as a kid. But the moments I appreciated the most in this movie were the moments, the, the little scenes, the downplayed scenes, the quiet scenes between yeah. Alfred and you know and Bruce, his yeah. son figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I legitimately like that part. So Barbara, of course, because she got the CD and she's, you know... And around. Alfred told her to never open it. Yes. She's, she uh, she's it. a recalcitrant monster. <laughs> and so she, she, she plugs it in herself and tries to hack in because there's a passcode involved. So it's just her systematically guessing the most obvious shit. And it's got a counter. It yeah. says attempts. You know, would you, wouldn't you think that after a certain amount of attempts, it would lock you out? I was going to say, Barbara, here I'm like attempt 7 of 10. Right? I don't think his address is the right answer. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it didn't make any sense. And also, let's talk about how 
unsecure that password is. Right. Oh, the one she gets. It's three letters. Right. Oh, and she picked the best place to put it, to, 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 like, to try to hack into it, too. Yeah. Because, yeah, let's just go ahead and say the password, because she thinks, like, you know, Mag- Bruce Wayne. What, what's, what's, what's her mother's name? Margaret. Margaret. So Margaret. she sees Margaret, and then she tries that. It doesn't work. And then she sees a framed picture that says, Love, Peg. Peg. So she tries Peg, and it works. Because yeah. Peg was his nickname, nickname for, her. for her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it grants her access to, to all the information. Start, like, you see, like, the, the silhouettes, the hologram, the, I mean, everything on the CD flashing before her eyes, including the Batman and Robin signal. And she doesn't even look even a little bit shocked about this. Right. She's, just, she's like, just smiling. Wow. That she's uncovered this huge secret of yeah. the identities of Batman and Robin and all the schematics for everything they own. Batman mm-hmm. and Robin. Yay. <laughs> Yay, Falcor! Like, uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. So, so then Robin again after the, their last tiff. Robin looks up because he even says, "I want a Robin signal." <laughs> it's like, yeah, the city's definitely going to pay for that. But he looks up and he sees the Robin signal, sure enough, shining in the sky. And so he's on his way out, and Batman's like, "Wait, no, hold on. Let's 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 work this out. Let's just talk about this. Like, I need you to do me a favor and trust me, even though Batman has done none of the sort up until now." Right. Yep. But we cut away from that. Robin's obviously on his way. His mind's made up. Freeze then at the observatory captures the telescope we've been hearing about. And, and he loads up a bunch of diamonds and nonsense into this telescope to turn it into a freeze ray. And, uh, because for, that's what diamonds do. Yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, like, I mean, I learned that in high school chemistry. Diamonds <laughs> turn telescopes into freeze rays. I learned it from Emma As Frost. long as it's a princess cut, yes. Yes. Although <laughs> <laughs> I did love the one scientist reaction. Like, he's the only one that actually reacts in any way, believably, to the crazy shit that's going on. He's like, who is this nutball? Nut yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. And he says, nutball. Who is this nutball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a great, like, yeah. thank so you. Good. Someone yeah. is acknowledging this shit. This the ridiculousness yeah. of what's happening, yeah. <laughs> So then Barbara, we cut back to her at the at Wayne Manor, and she is now she's now found her way into the Batcave, where she's greeted by Cyber Alfred, which this was mm-hmm. weird, guys. Like, this is just, uh, this is really lazy exposition, because she walks in, and like, he appears on the screen, he's like, I, I uploaded my memory into this, into the computer. So where the fuck did Alfred go to school to get all this education and technical achievement like this? Because this is amazing. This is state-of-the-art. MI6. Like, this is the kind of yeah. shit that Johnny Depp wouldn't do for years after. So, yeah. sorry, that was a really obscure reference. It kind of goes back to, you know, the uh, original, or the, the the original Michael Keaton one, when, like, Alfred doesn't really mess with the stuff until Batman needs him to. Yeah. So I think he's just slowly learned how to use this stuff over the he's years. He's come a long ways in solitaire. Oh, yeah. So and so, what happens is he says intruder alert with this virtual Alfred, and she's like, "It's me," and he's like, "Oh well, I figured you would read the CD when I told you not to, so I made you a suit, and everything's cool." Why don't you just tell her then? You're on your deathbed, dude. Just say like, "Look, yeah, if I, she's got to right. earn it. <laughs> she's got to. She, she had to earn it by guessing a three-letter password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got to detect her way into the Batcave. Yeah, because Batman's a detective. It's true. If she's really worthy, she's got to find the bad cape. So I'm with Jason yep. on this. Super. Yeah, so he so he knew her measurements, and he had her a perfectly fitted suit for yep. her. which we, we get another butt shot. Yep. yep, more bat butt. And then we have the scene where, okay, so now Robin is 
at the bathhouse. He breaks in. He finds Ivy there. The place, again, looks like Jumanji just went crazy. And, like, this plant opens up, this throne, and Poison Ivy's on there. And I'm sorry, this is the least sexiest she looked to me in this movie. Oh, God, yeah. What, walking in on Ivy on the throne? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How is that not sexy? (laughs) This is where we get to see, like, Febreze. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It smelled like lilacs. Because she's into plants. <laughs> so then it just smells like lilacs. I want to arrange in a lilac bouquet. <laughs> no, this is where we actually see like full on drag queen yeah. poison ivy. This is full, yeah, this is yep. this is drag queen makeup. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we've gone beyond the cat women. We've gone beyond yes. Eartha yes. Kit. We've gone beyond Julie Newmar. It's just straight up RuPaul. drag queen yeah. RuPaul poison ivy. And assuming that Robin is still like a maybe on like she's actually into me sort of thing. He he, sit, he sits on her lap, which was kind of weird, and then and then she's like, "Kiss me, darling." And he goes, first tell me your evil plan, and then I'll kiss you." And she actually agrees to this. So, if there's any doubt in your mind up until now that she has sinister intentions with you for kissing you, like this should have like been the the last check mark on your right. list, dude. Yeah. But she tells him she's like, you know, free, freeze has got a freeze ray, shocker, and my plants are gonna take over the world. He's like, all right, let's do this, baby. Give me some sugar. And then they kiss, and then she's like, sorry, uh, you know, I have a poison kiss. And time like, to die. Yeah. <laughs> time to <laughs> Tears die. and rain. And so he pulls off wax lips that he's wearing. You, <laughs> you can, can tell. You can yeah. tell that he's got something on his yeah. lips from the start. Yeah. No, it looks goes, like chapstick, <laughs> like shiny chapstick, but it's rubber lips. No, that bitch. makes sense. He's yeah, like, it's rubber lips, <laughs> it's not rubber wax. Lips. He calls them rubber, rubber lips. lips. It's like a yeah. mini <laughs> Mission Impossible reveal. Yeah, and then yeah, and they is, don't yeah. come off completely, which I thought was Well, he only hilarious. pulls the upper lip off. The bottom <laughs> one's still yeah, on. So, there's yeah. the, so he just pulls the top lip bit. off. He still likes the shiny look. Ridiculous. Yeah. I would love to be like a fly on the wall in like Ivy's head at this point. Like, oh, cute. He was so nervous he put on chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He right? put on lip gloss to look pretty for yeah. me. Like and, this- then I lo- and then her reaction to this is like, well, fuck. Right. I'm dead now. Right. And she instantly tries to run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, pushes him like, in, really? she pushes him in like the pool of water. She pushes him in the pond. And then she just starts to split. Like, Batman enters in just behind him and they start taking on Ivy, but she sends her her now sentient plants to fight them it's like the plant monster from harry potter one and 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 all this time like you see this like weird shot of robin did you see like this weird reverse shot of yeah him the reverse him? shot yes <laughs> what was that Where, yeah because because it's hard to tell that what when he's underwater you see him flipping around right. it's hard to tell that he's actually fighting, fighting the plants something. like yeah. the vines are wrapping around him and that's what he's fighting with yeah. and then there's this shot where he comes up out of the water and the vines are sort of around him and he comes up like he's turning and then it stops and immediately reverses and he goes back under. And it's like they just rewound the footage. It's like, whoa, 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 that was weird. Why did you do that? Yeah. And then when he comes up out of the water the next time, it's the same exact shot. Yeah. It's it's like... (laughs) It, Except they don't reverse it this right. time. It's like the octopus fight at the end of the Popeye movie where they just had a <laughs> yes. rubber octopus that they had to pretend to be fighting. Or like, yes, or, or in like Ed Wood. The, yeah. Yeah, yes. But they managed to make it even crappier. Yeah. Even crappier, yeah. And then they're, they're saved by Batgirl. She makes a dramatic entrance, and she and she and Ivy, of course, have their fight because this is the 90s, so you know a woman villain can't fight unless it's another girl going up against her. Yep. I hate that stereotype. Stupid. So she kicks Ivy 
into her chair, and then the plant attacks her. Like eats her. But yeah. does it? It just no, closes. It closes, but it, closes she acts her. as if she's being attacked. Now, why would her own plant attack her? Yeah, of her throne of all things. Why right. would you set up a Venus yeah. flytrap-esque plant on your fucking throne? Yeah. Clearly she could open right. it earlier. Yeah. It opened up on her, for her. Yeah. It did her bidding. Yeah, yeah. it's like plants. Like she's still on your side. She's trying to do you a solid yeah. right now. You shouldn't be going. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, it did that, not. Yeah, because that's Ivy's whole thing is she can control. She controls plants. plants. Yes. Cruel irony. So they they split. They decided to keep Batgirl on with them for this fight. They they start leaving for the observatory. Freeze then begins firing the laser and freezing <laughs> up Gotham and like covering everything like you know, people, the buildings. Yeah. There's like a dog, the dog pissing peeing on a, on a hydrant. Yeah. That poor dog. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. And Freeze dog. is having a blast. He, he is. is. He, is like, he is enjoying himself so much doing that. <laughs> so we, at one point, I he actually said, "Winter is coming." Yes. And I was yeah. like, yeah. "Holy oh, shit!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and he also he also dropped a "Revenge is a dish best served cold." Yeah, I wrote yeah. that down earlier. Yeah. Which I wrote is that down. it's fun because of the connection that Freeze has to Michael Ansara, who was a Klingon. There you course, go. Let's kick some ice. ice. <laughs> yeah. So we have the Bat Team. Heading towards the observatory, they're they're being you know they're having to fight off these hockey goons who are giving chase. And by the way, seriously, guys, Robin really drew the short straw as far as the vehicles went, because you have Batman, of course, the Batmobile. Barbara somehow gets the the bat pod, and the then bat bike or something. Robin the, just the, yeah, still a motorcycle. Yeah. Robin just ends up with a fucking hovercraft that just happened to be with them. Yeah. Maybe they found that in in the in the truck that Mister Freeze had earlier. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's, it's the bat airboat from when they had to go rescue that alligator. But they're trying <laughs> to make it look badass with like the electric lights and the design and stuff like that. But I'm sorry, you, there's no way to make a hovercraft look badass. It's not possible. No. no. But the whole that whole scene is very. It, it looks like a toy commercial. It does. Yeah. It, like, it is a toy commercial. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah it's just like because I wanted them. Yeah, yeah. At this point, the whole set. Looks like it looks like a playset, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And though it just it, it's toyetic. So, so they arrive at the observatory, and Batman starts thawing out the scientists who have been frozen there. And then Freeze comes in and starts fighting with Batman. And then Robin and Batgirl fall out of the fucking building from the observatory. And it's when they land, they go up against Bane. So we got Bane, uh, Batman versus Freeze, and then Bane versus Robin and Batgirl. We have these scientists in the meantime, like, hanging under the telescopes, being like, you know, just being goofy and basically being, you know, distractions for Batman because he has to save them somehow. And their their plan to unthaw the city is to line up all the satellites from the Congo to get the sunlight to reflect back so they will thaw yeah. the city. Yeah. Which is not a bad plan. No, no it's not a bad I mean, plan. If you've got, like, the... Everything in place, right? It's Batgirl's plan, right? With this whole thing, yes, yeah. With, with so, this whole thing with the, with them fighting Bane, though, does that fight not feel anticlimactic to you guys? Oh, yeah, of yeah. course, because all they have to do is kick out his tube. Yeah, well, the, the most. I mean, of course. I mean, any comic book fan out there, and I, I, I don't, I haven't read a whole lot on Bane, but. You know, I, I'm sure anybody out there can say it's 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 harder to kill Bane than simply pulling a tube out. It of his is. Head. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a, pulling the tube out of the back of his mask is not going to just instantly deflate him. That's but not how it works. In this context, when it takes hours for the the venom to actually flush out of his system. So it yeah, takes yeah. a long time for him to recover whenever he takes a dose. But they treat it like it's dialysis. Yeah, yeah. They pull the plug, and as soon as they do. Within He's done. ten seconds, he has gone back to the scrawny prison guy <laughs> yeah. that it he would was be before. Extremely Steve painful. Reynolds. 
Yeah. <laughs> for you. For you. <laughs> Batman then activates the convenient thaw beam. And while he's, like, thawing out Gotham, like, just, like, again, pointing this heat ray around the place, Freeze detonates these bombs that he's planted. They look like icicles that around Bane the place. has planted. And Bomb. every time he put one down, he said... Bomb! Yeah. Yep. And why do they have to look like icicles? Like, Because I, I see them, and I think of that scene from Breaking Bad where he's like, this is not meth. But he, yep. he made this, like, C4 explosive device in the shape of an icicle. It's like, dude, just style, man. Just get like a and round honestly, bomb. I did. I didn't even realize that's what Bane was saying. I just thought he was having a hard time bending over <laughs> every time he put because that's serious. Like he it was like, okay, I got to put just, this one. Fatty grunt. I was like, why is Bane sticking yeah. crystal dildos all over the place? <laughs> I didn't realize he was saying bomb. It was just like. <laughs> it's a Bane fatty grunt. Because he he's like bending all the way over to he stick is. them on the floor. Yeah. He's not sticking them on the wall, which would have been way more convenient. He's, just, he's bending all the way over. And it just felt like it was like, is his back going out? What's wrong? Ugh. Here's he another makes, one. Ugh. He's making the same noise I make when I bend over to tie my shoes. Yeah, yeah you know. So, so the bombs knock Batman and the scientists out of the observatory and they're falling. Batman tries to save them. Meanwhile, Robin and Batgirl, they leave Bane to wither away and die, I guess, because you never see him again. They all get back together back in the observatory and they start talking about a bunch of techno babble in order to reverse the freezing effects because they can no longer use it. because the telescope got destroyed. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a bunch of weird computer nonsense that doesn't make any sense from the context of what we understand. So it really is just like padding. Right. Like the telescope was destroyed because padding. So the day gets saved because they reverse the freezing effects of Gotham. The dog can finally finish his piss, and everyone goes about the, their lives. It's apparently a lot wetter in Gotham too right now. But indeed, we confront yeah. Freeze, who is now you know his suit's broken, his face is all grayed out, he's looking pretty uh, pretty worn. And Batman plays for him a convenient recording he got from Ivy confessing to having unplugged Nora mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. And then he starts getting upset about it, and then he says, Freeze, we can cure her with some time if we work together. But I need your help because I have a friend who has McGregor's, but it's not as bad as your wife, and you can help me out now. Because we, we know that he has cured someone who was in stage one. Yes. Yeah. Right. And which is where Alfred is right now. Yes. And Alfred's so doing knows, pretty bad for being in stage yeah, one. Which he is, though, yeah, which was very confusing. Maybe because he was older? Well, they hadn't, they hadn't, well, put, maybe. Him, they hadn't yeah. put him in the dunk tank yet, so he couldn't have progressed too much, I guess. Well, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's the deal. Is like, look, we already know that you know how to cure someone who has stage one of McGregor's. Uh, if you help us you know, cure someone else, then we'll give you everything you need so that you can find a cure for your wife. And this was another exchange that I genuinely liked yep. between Batman and... Yeah. Batman. Exactly. And because this is Batman's MO. This and, is, I mean, and this is Batman. Yeah. He's, he's not about, like, look, I understand why you're doing this. And even though you went about it the completely wrong way, I will. I want to help you. And he calls him doctor. He says, "Help me, and doctor." Go, doctor, exactly. Yeah. And so freeze. He's pops. getting him back to the man he used to be. Yeah, he yeah. gives him back his dignity. He's yes. seeing him as more than just a villain. Exactly. So he, so freeze opens up a, his Buzz Lightyear compartment on his wrist <laughs> and pulls mm-hmm. out the two serums and he says, "Take two and call me in the morning." Oh, so yeah. still punning. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. he, he is a doctor. Old habits. And also, this like in this whole little climax sequence. Batgirl gets two really good sort of, I'm not going to say girl power moments because that kind of denigrates it, but it's, 
It's that '90s kind of. No, she does. She she gives it right back to to Robin every time he says yeah. something stupid. Yeah, like the the I'll show you, little boy. Little boy, or, like, yeah, yeah. little boy comment, and then they know I've got you. It's like yeah, it, but that still doesn't make up for like all the bullshit the up until then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, it's like he's just trying to tack it on at the very end. It's like oh, well, we'll just put it here now so you can remember it. Yeah, girls are cool. So yeah. while, while they're uh, <laughs> while they're giving the cure to Alfred, yeah. we cut to the scene of. Ivy aping Jim Carrey's performance at the end of Batman Forever with hers in Arkham now. Right. Uh, you know, plucking flowers, he loves me, he loves me not. She meets her cellmate, who is Victor Freeze, but why do they let him keep his armor? I don't know. Like, understand. it's supposed to be like, you know, you know you're locked in here. Now I know what you did to my wife, and so we're good to be bosom, but what the fuck? But why, does he, why is he still in his armor? No idea. Because that's not the room with the cold zone. <laughs> well, yes, but why would they let him be in prison wearing a weapon of mass destruction? Maybe oh, that's part of know. the plea deal. I don't know. They just, they had to have an epilogue. I guess yeah. so. Uh, and that's what they came up with. Yeah. So it's back no, in the Bat Mansion. Alfred is saved. It's revealed. Hooray. And we get this family reunion moment, and then they're like, okay, well, you're going back to school, young lady. He's like, no, I, I want to be on the team. We're a family now. <sighs> and then she's like partners, and then Robin's like partners, and they look up at Bruce, and he's like partners. And then he puts his hand on theirs, and that's how the movie ends. And well, then and and then we have the scene that was done a thousand times better in the Batman Lego movie. Yes, they're running <laughs> towards the camera. Yeah. No, no, they're they're running. At, no, the whole family thing. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> it, it felt a lot more sincere in the Batman Lego <laughs> yeah, movie. That last shot is the trio running away like the audiences did when with torches and pitchforks and root for Schumacher's place. Oh no God. shit. And that's when the movie that's ends. It. And no Wilfred. Who? Wilfred, Alfred's brother. brother. They talk about him through the whole movie, and we never see him. And I thought, so I waited through the credits. I'm like, surely there is a scene where we get to see the introduction. The info never, the disc never made it to him because she used it. That's why I said it was a checkoff misfire because it was clearly setting up. It was up to her to get in touch with Wilfred, and she never did. I just even if you're even if you're thinking of it as Alfred knows she's going to open it up, so that's his whole thing. Yeah, it's still never addressed, and it's never. He never right. says, "Aha! I did, yeah. the, I did that just to—that was a test." Well, and now that and now that he's okay, he can find Wilfred. <sighs> He'll be in the sequel. I oh, didn't wait. like it. Oh wait, no. no. All right, and that's it for this movie. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and be right back with some trivia. Okay, we're back. So, did you guys do anything up trivia-wise in this movie? I did. So uh, we'll go back to Alicia Silverstone for a second. So apparently, uh, Alicia, she was still a teenager during this time. And apparently she had gained some weight. Uh, I guess the costumer was having a hard time with fitting her in her costume. I don't know. But apparently she had other scenes, but they were cut because reasons. So then she got a lot of flack about being heavy but Joel Schumacher defended her, saying she's just a teenager. People gain weight. Aren't you the director? And wouldn't you have kept her scenes in then if you had thought she was just a teenager? Well, it's not always the director that makes the final call on it's cutting the, a scene. Yeah, I mean, this is Warner Brothers property. They're going to do what so they, they want to. The, it doesn't matter yeah, who you are. So, okay, so um, I'll give props to Joel Schumacher then. Because, it, like, fuck you. 
right? She's Alicia freaking Silverstone. She looked adorable and yeah, oh my god, yeah. it made it made me super. This might be the reason why she was naked in that uh, in that PETA commercial. Well, and also the movie's <laughs> already just over two hours as it is. Something yeah. had to be cut. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, she was the I, I liked her the most out of all the women mm-hmm. yeah. in the show. I, in the I, movie. I remember uh, Toy Fair magazine at the time actually got to dig in on her at that because there was like a back a Batgirl action figure. I don't even remember who it was, but they used to do these little interstitials with they're like single panel cartoons using action figures. And one of them was just her action figure and another action figure going, aren't you too fat to be Batgirl? It's just rude. Rude. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's amazing that that has stuck with me for so long. Yeah, it's just rude. Um, George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw this film. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to say, I don't think he has to apologize. I didn't hate him in it. Right? I, I mean, he wasn't the worst part of this movie. And, you know, he... He did possibly the best job he could, but I don't think it's his fault. I, no. I got to confess, just, just a quick sidebar. I don't want to yeah. go into it in depth because we're running pretty long already. But I actually, and still, I, I, I always have and I still do like this movie better than Batman Forever. Uh, and I liked it better than Gilmer. Wait, I, totally, totally fair because I love Val Kilmer. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's a better Batman. I'm just saying I didn't hate him in this, and I don't think he is the reason this movie failed. No, although he so, has he has fallen on that sword before. He's he said that oh, he, yeah. he's who he's what killed. Right, the he franchise. has taken the hit for this, and I don't think I think that's unfair. Yeah. Um, apparently, Corey Haim appears as a biker during this biker scene. <laughs> Does he wear uh, sunglasses? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, the guy that played Bane died two months after the movie was released. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. His uh, name was Jeep Swenson. Yep. Bob Kane, who created Batman, died one year after the film came out. Do you think there's a connection to either one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's a connection. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not like Bob Kane was young anymore. I won't rule it out. Clooney has been quoted as saying, I think we just killed the franchise. Yes. They did kill the franchise. Yeah. Um, Schumacher apparently lobbied Warner Brothers to let him make one more Batman movie, but he wanted to do Batman Year One. Well, they did, just not with him. But they did, yeah. Uh, they Thank decided God. they did not want to work with him anymore. They didn't want him anywhere near the franchise. Right. Uh, and then by the time they got around to wondering whether they were actually going to do Year One is when Batman Begins came around. Thank so, God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We have an estimated budget of $125 million. The worldwide gross for the film was $238 million. Okay. So it did make money. So it just is the critics that just and the fans that tore it apart? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and that, like I said, that's the worldwide gross. The domestic was nowhere near that. Yeah, a hundred and thirty million of that total is outside the U.S. Mm. So, domestically, it did not make its money back. It had to make its money from worldwide sales. That's a bummer. Well, hey, like I said, yeah. we, we, I we mean, got, it was close, but you know, if this movie hadn't failed, we wouldn't have gotten the Nolan trilogy. We, the Dark Knight would true. not be right. here if not for this. No, movie ac- absolutely, yeah. so, absolutely. Did you do anything up on this one? Oh yeah, I got a fun little thing here. Uh, John Glover, who played the mad scientist. Mm-hmm. That knocked Ivy into the poison. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, was the voice of Edward Nigma on Batman the Animated Series. Oh, no cool. shit. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's so, cool. He voiced the Riddler 
in almost every animated appearance. Like Sweet. carrying on to like from the animated series to I think like the like the new adventures of Batman and Robin and like I need the, to go back and revisit that because yeah. like I, I would not have guessed that. I like yep. him. Nice. He's a good actor. Oh, yeah, I've always like loved John Glover. Yeah, I think he was also in Smallville too. I think he was. He was Lionel Luthor. He was, yeah. Lionel he was, Luthor. He was yeah. Luthor Senior. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, only trivia I have in this one was just, and this is really you know, uncommon knowledge, but there's a video out there of Schumacher apologizing for this movie. Aww. Here's where everything goes north. All right, moving along to that happy note. Moving along to best line, worst line. Best okay. line. What you got? So, it is um, between. Alfred and Master Bruce. Um, Alfred is, has been talking to Bruce about trying to defeat death and controlling everything. And Bruce says, you know, I've been trying to defeat death. And Alfred says, there is no defeat in death, Master Bruce. Victory comes in defending what we know is right while we still live. That was almost mine. Good call. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my best line, and I didn't realize it was, I, I liked it when I first heard it, but I didn't realize how much I would come to appreciate it until later on. Uh, but, uh, at the beginning when Robin, uh, is like, Hey, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. I wrote that And Batman says, this is why Superman works alone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been the name of this fucking movie. This is why Superman works alone. Yep. Because the shit between Batman and Robin throughout this whole movie just Bullshit. was exhausting. Yep. My my best line was the scene. My best line was the scene where Ivy approaches Freeze to tell him that you know Nora has been killed by Batman and Robin, and I only picked this line just because it's of its relevance in pop culture and the number of times that I've actually legitimately quoted it in said Arnold voice. You lie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when you see, like, his hand kind of come up at the bottom of the frame, right. like, again, very Shakespearean. You lie! Uh, I think my favorite line was, who is this nutball? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a good one. Yep. It's a good one. Worst line. Because it's just so fucking grammatically incorrect, and I yelled at the television... Uh, George Clooney says, we have less than 11 minutes to thaw the city. Fewer. <laughs> fewer. It's fewer. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, mine, are actually, it's two lines, but they come back to back. When Barbara uh, first appears as Batgirl to Batman and Robin, uh, Batman looks at her and says, and you are? And she says, Batgirl. To which he responds, well, that's not very PC. What about Batwoman or Batperson? Mm. No. Mm. And like, I understand the joke you're trying to make there, yeah. but having him say it yeah. in the way that he said it made him just sound like George Clooney is trying to look like a nice guy. Yeah. It just felt so out of place. It, it didn't land. But it's immediately followed by... Bruce, it's me, Barbara. I found the Batcave. No shit, bitch. (laughs) Because just like with Robin, 
all she has is a little oh, bat-shaped mask covering her eyes. Yeah. She's still got the same hair, it's the same face, yeah. and that voice is unfucking mistakeable. You you almost you almost woke up. I can recognize that fucking list anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of knew it was her. Your editor thanks you for that zip. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Uh-huh. You're just waiting for Christopher Walker to come and be like, Barbara, what are you doing dressed up as Batgirl? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She does get, like, the, the traditional Batgirl look at one point when she's wearing the helmet. Yeah. yeah but then usually, she throws it away. Yeah, then she throws it away. I'm yeah. like, oh, she's got the ears. There's the ears. Yeah. Yep. No, it's they're, just part of the gone. helmet. Yep. Uh, my, my worst line, uh, sorry, Ziff, I want a car. The chicks dig the car. Just because that's the first line of this movie. Yep. And mm-hmm. that was the first indicator of the road this movie was headed on. Yeah. Yes. Ex- yeah. Indeed. Well, it's, uh, well, but I mean. It's the, con- it's the two back to back, I get. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it firmly establishes this is all you can expect from the character of Robin in this movie. Yep. Yeah. Is childish bullshit. Yep. Because you're not going to get anything more. Right. Nope. Yeah. Jason. Uh, I gotta say, Jews. Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that Mr. Freeze has undoubtedly some of the best lines in the entire movie, like they're they're I not. Agree or disagree? <laughs> like all all of his lines, like I said, are they like, they're like villain one liners. They're just yeah. It, and it's Arnold having fun with them. I mean, you can still see the teeth marks on the scenery. Mm-hmm. He also has my least favorite line. When they first take him, he first gets to Arkham, and he just looks at the guard, and he's like, My name is Mr. Freeze. Learn it well, because it is the chilling sound of your doom. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's so awkward. It's terrible. It doesn't... It's, a, it it, just, yeah. it's yeah. dumb. It, it's a, it's a that's dumb a, line. That's a long way to go for a stupid line. It is. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a good threat. Chilling it's, sound isn't even a pun. I'm not trying to complain that it's not a pun, but right. it doesn't yeah. right. yeah. like, being in that. Uh, it it's sounds terrible. like something a Redditor would come up with that he would think it was like a really awesome insult, but it's actually just like, no, dude, just no. Drinking game. Every time <laughs> Batman and Robin fight. Every time. They talk about, you don't trust me. Are you? Maybe you're just mad because she wants me instead of you. Yeah. Yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. Every, know, every time, take a good gulp every time Freeze makes an ice pun. Yes. Oh, my God, you'll be dead. No, it's, it's, it's not. There, there aren't that many. I mean, like, it's. Well, oh, he's, not, he's not in yeah. that. He's not there's in a, that. There's an answer to that question, is, actually, yeah. about how is many there? puns he, he or how many puns there are in the movie. Keep going. I'll yeah. look it up. I would say. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't. Don't gulp. If you're drinking a beer, I could do. Mr. Oh, Freeze beer, says yeah. 27 ice puns throughout the film. Okay. Over two hours. That's not uh, tw- 27 gulps of beer. That's like three beers total. <laughs> that's not that bad. Okay. I'll yeah. believe you. Anything else? Oh, yeah. And he, every time she she blows the poison. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. she that is so oh, she inconsistent. Does it multiple times. That is so inconsistent how that works, how the how the powder works. Yeah, she is only has to blow it once and that keeps them under her control and for she, an extended right. amount but of then, time. As we got but in this movie she blows movie. it in Robin's face like three times. Right. It's in blurred. the same scene. Yeah. She's wearing gloves and does it at one point. But she's yeah. like a little flower. Yeah, we don't even know what yeah. yeah. But then she's got her compact. But she's got a compact too. So yeah. So anytime she's how she hits Gordon. Right, exactly. So yeah, so every time Poison Ivy blows 
dust. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I could have some fun with that. <laughs> Maybe take a sip every time someone get or someone gets frozen. Oh yeah, could do that. Uh, you, you could almost finish your drink when someone gets frozen because it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so. Anytime there's a scene where someone scene gets where frozen, people get frozen. Not every time a person gets yeah. frozen. I think that pretty much covers it. So what did they do right in this movie? I like some of the set design. Um, some of the costuming we talked about freeze. Mm-hmm. And I love freeze. I thought his yeah. the, his eyes were amazing. I I and I did love what poison ivy looked like most of the time. Um, I like that sort of thing. So did I, especially ninety seven. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was so colorful and beautiful. Some of the effects were good. Um, yeah, there were a few that didn't quite hold up. I think the tear that freezes. Oh my on god, that is tear like, is terrible. Vanished. Yeah. yeah, terrible. There's some really bad green screen in the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, when they're when like they're shooting hanging. the to go up to the yeah. yeah observatory. Yeah. But some of those set pieces were really formidable. Like really, I thought they were really beautiful. Um, so basically, the look of the film, like the thing visually, there were some really good things and. Um, I thought Alfred was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, it's it, I, like just as far as Gotham City is concerned. Like you're talking about the design. I mean, a lot of that is left over from a continuation yes. of this series of movies. Right, and I'm right. glad because even kept though that. we've had two different directors, because Tim Burton did the first two, and then Joel Schumacher did the last two. Right, um, and we've had different actors coming in and out. The design pretty much stayed relatively the same as far as Gotham City is concerned. Yeah. Now, this one is by far the the most bright and colorful and cartoonish of all four films. But it still does it in a way that fits with that. There's still a consistency to the overall design. Yeah. The the cast. Yeah. I mean, it's on paper, this should be an amazing movie. Yes. Yes. But it just, it, it somehow doesn't quite, I, I don't think Schumacher quite, it's like he couldn't pick a theme. Right. It's like he couldn't pick, it's like, did he want it to be Batman 66? Did he want it to be, you know, Tim Burton? Did he want it to yeah, be Yeah, and, and I think that's the thing is that it, it crept in in Batman Forever and was super present in this one how much of the old series that he was trying to bring into it and sort of that campy, cartoonish kind of feel to it. It just, that is what didn't vibe with still keeping the gothic feel and the dark feeling from the Tim Burton movies. Apparently, the producers wanted him to make it more toy-like for merchandising purposes. Mm -hmm. Well, of course they did. Right, so that's... He, he nailed that. Yeah, well, yeah. I think he did, yeah. yeah. Th- there's plenty of toys you can pull from this yeah. movie. Yeah. This is the first one of the movies I've seen where Batman is actually wearing a different bat costume mm-hmm. at the end. It's like that looks like it would be a different action figure. Right. Because yeah. usually you get like six different action figures right. that have nothing to do with the movie. This is the first time where it's like, okay, somebody yeah. was paying attention and they want that to be an action figure. I was yeah. going to say, I was a bit, like, you know, at this age, I was collecting a lot of Batman toys and action figures. And this it was around the time that Schumacher took over, especially with this movie, but a little bit too with Forever, that I remember there being a lot more Batman action figures on the shelves that had like lights attached, like, you know, clear pieces mm-hmm. of his costume, like, you know, light, you know neon blues and yeah. reds and yellows. Like, before that, I would just always associate Batman black armor, the yellow insignia, right. and the right. utility belt. Those and were that's the it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think if he had just picked 
one thing to focus on, either the camp, mm-hmm. right, doing the Silver Age thing, because it's definitely there's parts where it's like that's a Silver Age thing. Yeah, like the villains know they're villains, and the, and if they had kept it more in line with that, you know, yeah. even from the comics. I still think it would have been fine. Right. But the, when you have, like we talked about earlier, when they go into the bathhouse and fight the, the, the blacklight guys and you throw in those stupid cartoon noises, just like from Ed, right. you know, yeah. where they throw in the, the, well, like boing, the cashier's effect with the credit, you know, with the credit yeah, card. Yeah, with the credit card, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you throw in shit like that, that's a completely different movie. Yeah. Right. That's a completely different tone, and it had no place in these movies at or all. Or in the 60s. Cha-ching thing with the credit oh, card. Oh, yeah, yeah. The woo, like that, that shit wasn't even in the 60s yeah. incarnation. No. Even the credit card thing. Like, that's another Silver Age kind of a thing. Cause that, yeah. Silver Age was the era of, like, the Batcopter and the Bat everything. And right. Just these random goofball gadgets. I mean, it's it's almost the same level as Thanos flying a helicopter with his name on the side of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. Which he did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's that... It, it, I don't even think it was too many cooks. I, I just think Schumacher didn't quite... He couldn't quite focus on what he wanted it to be. He, exactly. He couldn't make a decision. It's like he wanted to do all of these all things. Of these. Everything got thrown in. Yeah. yeah. Just like with the storyline. There was no time for any true exposition because we just had to keep going, keep going, right. keep yeah. going. Until a character enters to tell us what we need to be caught up on. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Whether there's any possible way they could have known it or not, they just do. Yeah. Right. So that being said, Zip, let's go ahead and give this movie a grade. What do you think? On the Flaming Cinematic Turd Meter? I, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 not a horrible movie by any stretch of the imagination. It, it just, it wasn't, it didn't live up to your expectations. Especially if, because I remember, I mean, I lived through all of these movies coming out. Uh, and I, I remember the original Tim Burton one coming out. I remember being disappointed by Batman Returns, even though I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Mm. I can now. Um, Batman Forever took it in a slightly different direction that I was okay with, and I liked the performances for the most part. Uh, and the, but this one just, uh, yeah, it kind of did kill the franchise, and I don't think they meant to, and I don't think it was any one specific person's fault. It just, it's not what I had come to expect from a Batman movie. And it's a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. No, it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. I mean, ride. and it, but the, the thing is, it's, it's, it's a perfect example of that Hollywood excess that is like, look, we're doing all of this shit and throwing all this stuff in here. And I was like, but why? Did we really need it in order to tell the story? No, yeah. we didn't. It's go, just nerds. it's a it's just another bloated Hollywood blockbuster that ultimately people are not going to remember, you know, 10 years after. I mean, and they really didn't except for the fact that it killed the franchise because that's what everybody blames it for now. Right. Uh but exactly as you said, Jack, if that hadn't happened, we never would have gotten the Nolan trilogy. And right. we needed the Nolan trilogy. Yes, we did. All in all, I don't totally hate this film. It's it's fun for, for what it was meant to be. Is it a great Batman movie? No. It's definitely not going to be one I remember. But uh, for what it is, uh, I'm just going to go uh, middle of the road with a three. 
And there you have it. And that is it for this episode of It Came From The Bottom. Thanks again, Jason. Yay, Jason! Giving us more depth on a movie! Yay! Yay. I had a blast. That was a lot of fun. Anything coming up for you down the pipe? I've got a podcast uh, that's sort of in production. If you uh, enjoy D&D actual play, um, you might want to stay tuned to various channels. Oh! Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be doing uh, a a West, West Marches style campaign if you're familiar with that excellent looking so, forward to hearing that when it comes out so yeah, awesome. yeah we're having fun with it so once again that's been another episode of it came from the bottom brought to you by head games entertainment your ultimate source for digital series podcasts and more once again i'm jack i'm zip i'm adina next time the wicker man <laughs>